Come on, man. What episode number is it? You've got to tell me this week. And and numbers. Come on, give me the numbers. 213. Give me the figures. Give me the figures. One sec. 220. Oh, it's close. You're seven off, but let's... I'll give is you it that. Is it 220? Yeah. Are you just going to sit in silence while I check? No, I was waiting for you to check whilst I sit in silence. What were you doing? It's episode 220. Yeah, it's episode 220. So, welcome back. We had an extra week off because some prick wanted to go to Copenhagen, didn't they, Ant? Copenhagen. Copenhagen, didn't they, Ant? Yeah. What a cunt that person is. Why did they decide to go to Copenhagen? Hagen. Why did they decide Isn't to go to... like Denmark or some shit? Yeah. So you should know how to pronounce it. Why? Because, you know, you claim to be Danish and Dutch. No, Dutch. Dutch. Same thing. That's <laughs> it's the not. Dutch. They're two very different countries. Where are they on the map? In Europe somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which one's next to which? Not No, Denmark and Holland aren't next to each other. I'm pretty sure they are. No, they're not. Holland's near the Swiss lot. No, it's not. Denmark's below Sweden. It's the boot. <laughs> yeah, because Sweden was going to invade them. They, yeah. They made a big boat called the Vasa, and it, it, it sank as soon as it went off the shore. You can actually How close look at the Vasa is in a museum to Denmark. We went to the war museum. You haven't been to the Vasa museum in. All right, Sweden. so seven hundred sixty-six kilometers. That's not far. That's quite far. They're not even relatively close, which is which we've both is... got fields. It's the same. That's the field area. I mean, you've got Hamburg, Bremen. Got... Bremen. Yeah, Duke. the fuck is Bremen? Germany. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Uh. So you got like got quite a few countries in between them. If I'm completely honest, I think you're thinking of Germany or Belgium. Now Belgium's not the fake France, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the one Paris, joke called Van Damme. Luxembourg's closer than closer than uh, than Denmark is, but you know, you know, whatever. We all failed geography here. Evidently, um, but yeah, some cunt went to Denmark, didn't they? So we had to take a week. Where? Mm. Uh, what did you do? Were you week? What did you get up to? You bought a fucking a thing. We bought a new toy. Put an animal pocket. PlayStation yeah. Five. I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, I got both. Yeah, in very short succession. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't really pay anything. I paid twenty quid in total between the two. So, well, that's on credit, Anne. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's still money. That's, but I haven't paid any money for it yet. Have you played? Have you played the game I got you? Not yet. I've only played a little bit of Evil West and a bit of Spider Man, and that's like it. Yeah. And I played you, Spider Man Miles Morales. Really good game. It's a nice little intro on that one, isn't it? Rhino. Yeah. Yeah. Loot that buddy. No, I'll Loot finish it. Yeah. During the week, I bought myself a gift as well as going to going to uh, Copenhagen. Bought myself. A little gift as well. Oh, what's that one? Is that some this emulator console? This thing? is how we do it. What's it called? It's a. It's got RG- no branding whatsoever. It's wow. an RGB thirty. Oh, it's got no. It's, I mean, it could be anything to be honest. It's an RGB thirty, yeah. Yeah, are those innards also in a bunch of other devices that are exactly the same? Yeah, probably. I mean, I got an analog pocket. You're so. being an elitist, Ant. See, I was going to buy an analog pocket, and then I was like, I don't really need it. Yeah, but where are you going to buy one from me? No. Good point. It's pretty um, scratched up on the. Buttons. I mostly, I mostly wanted this to play Pokemon games and bonk. Bonk. <laughs> Who doesn't love Hudson Soft? PC kid. PC kid. Yeah. Is that what you call it in the UK? That's what it's called everywhere else in the world. It's only called bonk when they release the couple of games over in the UK. Oh, 
back then. They don't even call him that anymore. It's just it's PC, PC kid. kid. Yeah. He was Zonk for a while as well. You're Zonk. Cool. Um, so it's Zork. 200... No, Zonk. The text adventure. No, series. yeah, Zork was the text adventure. Um, so welcome back. Two hundred twenty episodes. Did I talk about this thing yet? Yeah, you did. I don't think I did. Yes, you did. You did last episode. No, that's three weeks ago. I've had that for three weeks. Have you not? Loot their planet. I feel like you don't pay attention to. My I mean, it's been three weeks. Then. How could I remember? Again. How could I remember the plethora of Transformers? No, I haven't. Used? No, I haven't. Oh, we. Uh, you have a lot of Transformers in here, and I don't know if I meant to catalogue them. I'm I don't feel like I have. I've got a spreadsheet now. But You've got a spreadsheet, do you? I've only done a bit which, of it. Which I one's called spreadsheet? Which one's spreadsheet, Anne? Is it the keyboard? Does it transform? Is that spreadsheet the keyboard? You said you've got a spreadsheet now. Which one's spreadsheet? You see, I'm making a joke because that's a stupid name. There isn't sure. a transformer called spreadsheet. There isn't a transformer called spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, while you Google that, I'm going to go over the news. Uh, stuff's happened. Um, I'm trying to think what. Not much, really. Oh, Switch 2. Rumours abound. That Switch 2's come in September next year. There's an early... Like, there isn't a Transformer called Spreadsheet. They expect that the Switch 2 is going to be released September or October of next year. And, of course, mm. I'm mm. going to buy one. Mm. Mm. Of course, I'm going mm. to buy one. Are you going to buy one, Ant? I mean, probably eventually, aren't it? You I'm, know. I'm only going to adopt early this time if it's backwards compatible. Otherwise, I'm going to try and clear some You don't of my have to adopt one. one. You just buy one. No, I adopt. You don't have to go to a shelter and pick up an abandoned. No, I'm going to adopt because I'm I'm a good person. <laughs> Want to switch? I'm not going you, to a switch farm in a bag near a bin. Yeah, that you just pick up. yeah. I'm going to get a rabbit switch. I'm going to nurse it back from there. Um, yeah. So that's happening. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. It's almost Halloween. Have you got anything spooky planned for Halloween? No. I'm going to see uh, Zombie Two. There's a live concert in Islington where there's going to be a super group of sorts that gather together to play music from from the Lucio Fulci's um, bunch of random fucking American knockoff films. Well, Zombie Two's just one. It was a, it was no, he, he did like a bunch. Dawn of the Dead Two. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, fun times, fun times. So I'm going to go to that. It's going to be good, isn't it? Let's explain to me Lucio Fulci films. Fucking son of a bitch. Well, who's going to the concert? Are you going to the concert? No. Well then, because I've the seen fan? Zombie Two. Who's the real fan here? I'm quite. Yeah, happy. I don't need to watch it again. Seen them do live music to Zombie Two. <laughs> Who's playing? Uh, it's like a super group of. It's not them. Goblin. Don't give a shit. I fucking... think Goblin are playing. It's not going to be Goblin. They're not going to have fucking Goblin. The thing is, Goblin because it's a touring group that've been doing it for ten years. Fucking, they ain't going to have Goblin. If there. I see Goblin live, you're going to be upset. Fucking, they ain't going to have Goblin there. It might be Goblin. You mean gobbling them balls as well. <laughs> anyway. There's a we... band called Goblin Cock. Is there? Yeah. Is it spelt G-O-B-B-L-I? No, it's and... Goblin. Oh, just Goblin. Goblin Cock. We've talked about this before, but Frisky Dingo. Very, very, um, like a very underrated show, but very, very funny. Has the Bilbo T. Baggins joke against me every time. It's like, what's your little friend's name? And it's like, Bilbo, what, like some sort of hobbit? Let me see his driving license. Bilbo T. Baggins. Oh, oh, I just got that. disgust. Anyway, your review first. Go for it, mate. Oh, we review stuff and things. Four each, every episode. Like fucking clockwork, unless one of us cunts goes to Copenhagen. Oh, fucking cunt. Uh, uh, done. 
Yeah, go for it. Oh, I've got a review something. Is that what we do? Yeah, you go on. Did, did you do the intro? Yeah, I just did the intro. Well, was that the intro? The last yeah, eight minutes. Okay, the cool. Intro. I, I watched. Do you remember Ahsoka? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I've, I wasn't going to review it because I almost forgot it. I watched it. Did you watch Ahsoka? No. <laughs> I watched a clip on YouTube of oh, the oh, you're an expert zombie stormtroopers. That was quite cool, those bits. But anyway, Ahsoka, there's, it's a show. I did. I watched it, even though Are I haven't watched... you watching One Piece? Is that why I saw you watching earlier? I was one watching Piece. One, yeah, I was watching One Piece. I've only got 1,081 really episodes to go. That, can we just quickly, before, before we get to your Ahsoka review, it's funny that you started watching One Piece... Because I've started finally playing the One Piece game for Switch that I bought forever ago. Which one? Burning Sea? Uh, no, I've got the first Pirates, the Muzo style. Oh, yeah, the one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's really fun. Um, and I recognise a lot of the characters now. It's playing through the bits in the from the TV show. They always do. They always put in anime games, just make you play through the show all the time. But I think Odyssey's on the Switch as well. I don't know. And it looks quite good. I don't know. There's like a turn-based one that I'm thinking I'm going to try. But anyway, back to Ahsoka. So Ahsoka's a show that's basically a, it's like a follow-up series to Clone Wars and Rebels. Did you watch those? No. I didn't either. Um, if, well, I kept seeing people going, oh, this will be impenetrable if you haven't watched Rebels or Clone Wars. Nah, I got I got the broad strokes. It's lightsabers and magic. I've heard about Ahsoka. I've heard about, um, Bo, like the, not Bo-Katan, but you know the other characters. I've heard about them. I got the broad strokes. I didn't know David Tennant did the voice of the robot guy who's a Jedi. I can't remember his name. That's the thing. I'm not going to remember the names. But, did David you know, Tennant do a voice for... DuckTales. But no, he was the robot in the CGI TMNT show from 2008. Maybe. He did the robot voice in that, Doctor... He does a lot of voice stuff. He's just happy to be there. There's an American version of Broadchurch. Have you heard the scene? Yeah, he's still Broadchurch. Yeah, with an American accent. Yeah. um, It's not that hard to follow this. It's pretty... People going, it's like you can't really, you don't know what's going on. You'll be have a hard time understanding what's happening. No, no, this isn't... This this is Star Wars at its simplest, man. This is just this is just Star Wars adventure show. It's it was fine. It was all right. I like the space weird stuff that I don't get enough of in modern Star Wars um, because they spoilers for the show. There's there, there's a bunch of bad guys. They want which premium from Daphomir, you know that planet with the that you go to in Jedi um, Fallen Order with the witch Sith ladies. Um, one of them's like, we gotta go get Thrawn. He's somewhere out there, and they find a chart that leads to another galaxy. They're going to another galaxy that's far, far away. Um, and they're going to go get Thrawn from there. And apparently Ezra is there. the Ezra from Clone Wars, from Rebels. Not, yeah. not Ezra from DC Universe rampaging through Hawaii. You wouldn't want to rescue him. You'd probably just leave him Who? in the other galaxy. But, um, Who? yeah, so... They go on an adventure to go get him. They find some space whales. Space whales get him there. I quite oh, like that. Cool. The space whales use some sort of light thing to travel between galaxies. Bit of a long way to go for some reason. But they do. Um, and you know, show's fine. It's a fun thing. Ray Stevenson was alright. I quite like the, um, the Jedi, the Sith woman that he had with him. The little Sith apprentice lady. Don't know who she is. She's not a Sarge Ventress. That would have been cool. See, I know Sarge Ventress because I watched the original Clone Wars cartoon, you know, the Gendy Tartakovsky one, which is good and people should watch it. And it's kind of rude that it's not canon. 
Yeah. Because he had a better depiction of General Grievous. Do you remember when they spent that whole Clone Wars cartoon making General Grievous look cool as shit, and then Revenge of the Sith came out, and he sucked? What? They the turned pro- him into this coughing, cackling The problem with anything goon. in, like... The problem with anything in Star Wars is that, like, as people's imaginations and, like, their ideas as to what you could do with the Force grew, like, it would just be so easy to kill Grievous. Because he's just one squishy bit in a robot suit. If you had the Force, you'd be like... Yeah, but that's not honourable, is it? Not the Jedi known to be so honourable. He's a fucking terrorist! Just... Yeah, yeah, dead. Yeah, but he was really cool in the. Was in he? Was, yeah, when he was blue, I've got a figure of him somewhere when he was blue. Don't know where it is, but um, yeah, he was all cool. He was taking out Sif everywhere. Because there's that episode of the Clone Wars cartoon when there's like the original Clone Wars cartoon, where a bunch of Jedi are hunting him down. The whole episode's like them hunting him down, and when they get to him, he eliminates them in like thirty seconds. And it's like that's the whole episode. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, so I like you know it's pretty standard stuff. Rosario Dawson. Is all right. I don't know why people moan that she's not the same. You know, the actor who played her in the Clone Wars cartoon. She doesn't. The Clone Wars cartoon actor doesn't look anything like Ahsoka. You know, that's that's probably why it's not the same actor. Um, I did have the big purple guy. Um, Greb is that his name? Because remember he turned up in was it Book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian? He's in like one episode, hanging out in a bar. I don't remember. I see him really briefly. I think he's in Book of Bob- Boba Fett. The show that no one needs to watch, but just watch the last two episodes. Because um, the two that have just Mandalorian episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That was amazing how that show just lost interest in Boba Fett, his own show. His own show wasn't interested with telling a story about him. But um, yeah, I liked it. There's a little Jedi Apprentice thing going on. What's what's the name of the girl in that? She's the Mandalor- She's a Mandalorian girl. And she like wants, she's trained to be a Jedi in the past, but Ahsoka left her. Because she couldn't really do it or something, and then she learns some sort force powers, some basic stuff. You know, she gets she gets the hang of some of it. She is connected to the force, um, but yeah, it's all it's all very broad strokes, simple stuff. It's not it's not and or. Um, you saw people on Twitter, like people who are fans of Andor hating Ahsoka, and then people who are fans of Ahsoka hating Andor, and I'm like, you're comparing those two, like they're the same sort of show. Because, like, Andor's a real TV show. Like, that's a real TV show with acting and really well-plotted-out story and, you know, well-crafted series of events and stuff like that. And Ahsoka's just, like, they go from point A to B and they do an adventure. And that's all Ahsoka is. There's not not a ton to it. It's like comparing Andor to Ahsoka is like comparing Breaking Bad to friggin' Power Rangers. Just on the same sort of... Level. They're not the same audience, are they? No, but I mean, they're never gonna be. that's the thing with a lot of Star Wars fans, though, is that they they they're so doggedly in the Ahsoka camp level of watching stuff. They're, they're the people, they're the sort of people who can only watch children's TV, and they can't they can't grasp anything more complex than that. I think that, to be honest, I think most people just don't have any media literacy anymore. No, they just don't have the ability to digest something in a way that. Means they're reviewing it as a piece of art rather than their own. Just want a series of no. They just want a series of events they can tick off on a Wikipedia. Also, reassures their their beliefs. Oh, this character. Oh god, there's a cameo from C three PO and Ahsoka. Why? Fucking. Oh yeah, they go back in time or some shit. No, because it's set after Return of the Jedi. No, they go through time at one point. There's time travel. No, there's no time travel. Oh, I thought they went to some time tree. No, fucking on about. No, C three PO just turns up at a meeting between some New Republic. 
friggin' people, and he just turns up to say, oh, Lair General Organa says she gave the order for this mission, so that um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead doesn't, Winstead doesn't get in trouble, because she's in it painted all green. That's, that's a thing. Yeah. But, like, he just turns up for no reason. It's just just an excuse to have him turn up and mention Leia and go, oh, Star Wars. So I just let... They need to move away from that era of Star Wars because they keep... they have, I have to keep name-dropping cat people who aren't going to appear in these shows or they have to CGI them like they did with Luke. Oh, God, yeah. And, and they look all smooth and weird. Isn't it weird? Yeah, just do some Star Wars that's set somewhere else, you know? It's supposed to be a massive galaxy full of all sorts of adventure. Just tell a story away from all yeah. that stuff. Hey, maybe go to a galaxy far, 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 far away. They did go to one before. They went to another galaxy. I mean, all galaxies by default are far, far, far away. No, right. Away. It's all relative, isn't it? Because if you can travel far mm. differences, distances at very quick speed... Well, they can't... Uh, Travelling to another galaxy is not a thing normally in Star Wars. No. They had to find a big and old... Also, is it like... No. Um, they had a big old ring thing that they made... Which apparently is just a thing they could make. It wasn't like some ancient technology that they discovered or like some special thing they were given, you know, special diagrams to. It's just a thing they built. This doesn't sound very good, Ant. Did you enjoy it or not? It's fine. Just fun adventure stuff. There's some good moments in it. I like the episode where Ahsoka's in like a... She falls, she gets knocked off a cliff into the sea and she has like a whole vision quest thing where she's... Remembering being in the Clone Wars with Anakin and communicating with him, you get like there a any episodes where they like de-aged Anakin that were being slaves. No, it's all I'm just you know, I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a little tribe thing that Ezra's living with, oh, okay. and they don't use technology. There's little little Muppet looking guys. Is Ezra like he's he's chock full of the Force, right? Yeah, but he's all Zen and shit. He's all Zen and shit, sort so of. he doesn't use a lightsaber. He does, <gasps> but he um. But this is kind of shame because when he starts fighting, he's not using a gun or a lightsaber. Yeah. So he's fighting the troopers, but he's like moving the force around. Okay. Like he's an airbender he's or some shit. Like martial arts. So he's pushing people away, like block, block, push them away, and all this sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. So just like martial arts. But um, he gives that up after about a few minutes and picks up a gun and just starts shooting. Oh, why not? You know? Yeah. Which if I thought would have been cool if they, they could have made that his whole thing. Like, yeah. Make him like the John Wick of force use. But um, yeah, it's just say it's fine. It's Ray Stevenson's last thing. Yeah, that's a ends shame, on a isn't it? ends on a bit of a downer cliffhanger for another series. Oh, if they're gonna make it, are they? Oh, I don't know. Probably, probably not for the same story. Because I heard that he's quite integral to the ending. Well, I mean, they're stranded in the other galaxy at the end of the series, so they can just not mention him ever again. Yeah, and just say he's there. Or fan cast saying cast leave Schreiber. No, that's not what they'll do. I've in Star heard Wars. that multiple times. Actually. No, you know what they'll do? They'll CGI Rave Stevenson. Yeah, on Liv Schreiber. No, they'll, they'll pay Liv Schreiber and they'll just CGI. no, they'll just fully CGI and they'll get some big man. Because in the world of Star Wars, everyone's replaceable. You can just be replaced with a CGI thing and an AI voice. Can you stop playing on your friggin' toy? Yes. Yeah. But anyway, Ahsoka yeah. exists. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. There's all this Star Wars stuff now. We had was it Mandalorian season three was this year as well, wasn't it? We yeah, it that. was. Yeah, bad. Yeah, bad. It was alright. I liked it. I liked it Wait, what was? No, I'm thinking Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett was bad. Yeah, yeah. a of people seem to hate the Obi Wan show, but I thought Obi Wan show was alright. I thought it was good. Andor was this year. Obi Wan sh- probably should have just been a film. Was Andor last year? Andor was last year. Like Andor. Andor's good. like top tier. Yeah. Like freaking probably one of the best things Star Wars has ever had. Yeah. Um. Good times. 
freaking great. But the but the those people hate the Obi Wan show. But like the only thing I'd say is maybe they should have just done it as a four episode thing. Yeah. Like make it a bit shorter, or just do a movie, condense it all into a film. I am Obi Wan. It was going to be dun, a film originally, wasn't it? Dun, 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 dun. Wow, wow, they announced wow, it as a film originally, wow. didn't they? Yeah. Uh. What they should do is an idea for a show, right? Fucking pod racing league. Millions of people do a show about the pod racing. Living as if. Sorry. They could call it This is Pod Racing. This is Pod Racing. Reality TV style pod racing show. I always wanted them to do. There was like a bunch of rumours. I can't remember who was writing it. It might have been Gareth Edwards that was talking about this, but. Years ago, they were gonna do they were gonna do a story that was like a Jedi stranded on a planet and trying to survive using the Force and a lightsaber, but they were like trapped on like this incredibly hostile planet, and it was just like them trying to survive in the wilderness. And then like it turns out, stormtroopers are in a section of the planet, but because they're like basically traveling on foot across this massive expanse, and it's like this big like journey. And I thought that sounded really cool because you can imagine like someone surviving with a Force or like using a lightsaber to light fires and stuff, and just being like. Generally, come out with creative ways to use those lightsabers and make fires. Yeah, back two rocks together. Why would you do that when you just press a fucking button, Anne? Because you're wasting the power in your lightsaber. You don't. It's unlimited. It's not unlimited. Is it not? How do you charge it? You have to plug it in a USB port. There's a. (laughs) It's like an Apple pen. You get (laughs) hanging out the iPad. There's a dock for it. Charge it. (laughs) You're full of shit. You're full of shit. Shut up, Anne. So you charge lightsabers. You don't charge lightsabers. They last forever. Kyber crystals don't have... They're any... full of wizard magic. Shut up. Mm. Anyway, Anne, is that your review? You're happy with that, aren't you? You're happy with yourself. You watched Ahsoka, did you? Well, Anne, I watched a series that turned out to be okay as well. Guess what I watched? Guess, just guess. Go on. Um, it's the spookiest season, so assume it's like a horror thing. Goosebumps. No, although that's that's out soon, isn't it? It's out now, isn't it? Is it out now? Yeah, I heard it was a bit shite. I haven't watched it. I've heard it's shite as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I've got most stuff. I've, yeah, yeah, there's all sorts of stuff I've watched this last few weeks. So I watched The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Daryl Dixon. Bonjour. Bonjour, Daryl. I know Someone's what asking say. about Walking Dead series today, and I'm like, I have no idea how many there are now. There's <laughs> just a million of them. So There was uh, internet exclusive series. Yeah, there was. Yeah, on a submarine. Oh, I watched yeah. it. Oh, it had uh, had the guy from Terminator 3 who played John Connor. What's his name? The one who went crazy. The one from Carnival. What, freaking... He wasn't in that. Yeah, oh, Terminator 3. Yeah, I'm thinking... Thinking Terminator 2, John Connor. No, no, not no, Eddie no. Furlong. Nah, uh, Nick Stahl. Nick Stahl, there you go. Yeah, Nick he, Stahl. Yeah, he was, in, he was in a series of Fear the Walking Dead. He went he crazy and extremely drunk and then checked himself into rehab multiple times. Well, he disappeared for a few years as well. Yeah. Just disappeared off the face of the earth. Anyway, sorry, so that's besides the point. Poor Nick Stahl, I hope you're feeling all right, mate. Unless you beat women, in which case, I hope you die. Anyway, so... <laughs> what, a, what a fucking turnaround that one was. So, Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Daryl's gone to France. You know why he's gone to France? Because he heard that they call the Big Mac the... the what, he just got a plane? No, he got a boat. He got a boat? The funniest thing about this series is he's got a little tugboat. <laughs> like Portland Bill. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes to France, and in France it turns out that they might have... They might Can he have... speak French? No. Wait, wasn't he from New Orleans? Yeah. Don't wasn't question he? it. No, he's like from the south. He's not from New Orleans, from like Texas. No. 
But yeah. <laughs> just grabbed a random black guy you find and dragged him, just assuming he's from New Orleans and knows some French. Speak to me some French. Um, so it's... Um, so they, they, they've done something in this series that they haven't done in any other series of The Walking Dead, and they have actually changed the zombies slightly. Yeah, they by the end of the show they start climbing stuff. Yeah, and yeah, and that was like the getting extent. smarter. Yeah, in this, like Day of the Dead. So in 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 this one, because um, in I don't know if you you watched the end of Walking Dead, no, or Fear the Walking Dead. No, I didn't watch any or Fear the Walking Dead. Walking Dead World Beyond. No, I didn't watch any of that. So I watched all of those. <laughs> oh. they're all bad. Um, World Beyond especially, but World Beyond had a nice little tease at the end where someone's talking French on a radio. And then someone runs over and they say, they say something in French and we get subtitles that just say, Le pomp du pomp, le pomp. <laughs> no, they just say, we've made a mistake. Something's happened. And they run off. And as they run off, you hear a zombie noise and then you see the zombie run. <sighs> but not like just like run like a, like a steady jog. I'm talking like Dawn of the Dead 2000. They let him into the Mountain Dew factory. Yeah, they did. They gave him sugar. Game I think well, I think time. the big reveal in Walking Dead should have always been that they they cross over the border to Canada yeah, and none of this fine. shit's going on. Yeah, because they got healthcare. Everyone's yeah. just got like an injection. It's just America, yeah. and there's like a wall around the whole country. So France, the, so Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. So he's in France having a French adventure. It's Daryl Dixon's European vacation, basically, and he's over there, and he ends up helping this little boy and and her, his adopted mother, whose best friend was his actual mother, who died sadly in childbirth. Which makes him a very special boy. Everybody seems to think he's the messiah because he mm. has like this calming effect on people. And Daryl's just going along with it and just like doing his own. Was his mum bitten with? Bitten whilst she was with child. And now he's invincible to, to zombie bites or you, something. You don't see him get bitten. I don't think. I got a little bit toasty when I watched the last couple of episodes. A little bit drunk. A little bit drunk. Anyway, that's oh, that's good. You should review it when. That's you... besides the. No one point. heard any of that. Good. Um, no evidence for future crimes. Anyway, so... Future time crimes? Time crimes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the precogs are after me. I've That's had my bloody thing. eyes changed. That's a different... Is thing. it? Yeah. Time, no. time crimes is a separate film to Minority Report. I know, but there's several time-based cops. So I was next but there to make a, a joke film called about time, time crimes. There's yeah. a film called Time Crimes. I know there's a film called Time Crimes. Oh, God. Anyone would think you'd watch Primer the way you talk about time travel. Anyway. So, Daryl Dixon's over in France having a French adventure. He meets some French people. There's a bad guy. There's some good guys. He gets on with the good guys. He doesn't like the bad guys very much. And then he heads home. End of. On a boat. On a boat. His little tugboat. A little tugboat! Who'd if just like, thank God Elon Musk make the hyperloop between America and France? So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, there's not many fast zombies in this. No, good. Yeah, like one or two hints to them. The big, the big thing in this is there are like, basically, some sort of chemical plant in France has affected a lot of the walkers. So, they've got like acidic blood. And because they're all fucking rotted and ganky, if they touch it, like, like burns. Well, this friend. No. If they touch it, burns your arm to fuck. 
So, like, there's, like, an actual threat to them grabbing you. Because, you know, in the original series, they grab you and just go, get off, mate. Yeah. In this, they grab you and go, oh, that hurts a bit. Get off, mate. <laughs> so, I'll probably imagine it would sting anyway with a zombie just if they're infected just the with filth. shit. Yeah. The massive amount of film. But, no, but, like, so that's a nice little, that's, like, a nice little thing. Because the problem with The Walking Dead is, after a little while, it's, like, the reason that villains had to all be human is because zombies are just like, get off, mate. Get off, mate. Get off, man! I mean, really, the humans are the real monsters. Yeah, we learned that in this series as well. That's yeah. like an ongoing theme. Uh, um, well, really, they're the Walking Dead. But really, it's only six episodes. This it doesn't outstay its welcome, and it does introduce enough like new stuff. Like they don't have access to as many guns, so like some of the people are using like fucking old, old school like medieval, not medieval, old school like using crossbows, single shot shit. rifles. Someone has a crossbow because it's Daryl Dixon. That's his main weapon, now. Because that's what you use what in uses. France. They have guns in France. They have some guns in France. Not as many as they have in America. Yeah, America's got too many guns. America's too many guns. America's got too many people. Too many guns. If there was a zombie outbreak, you'd think, oh, America's the perfect place because they could just shoot all the zombies. But no, the Americans just shoot themselves. Yeah, they'd shoot everyone else. Shoot themselves, like, yeah. in the head, by accident. Also, like, I don't know if they realise this, but their their police are real bad at actually stopping people without killing them. Here in the UK, if someone has a machete, yeah, it takes like four or five people to stop them, but they stop them and they don't kill the person. In the US, they just shoot everyone. It's fucking insane. And sometimes it's just people having a mental health crisis. If I have a bad day and I reach for a machete and I go to the shops, I don't expect to be shot. Hmm. I just want to go shopping with my machete. Maybe my machete wants something. I don't well, know. Very true. <laughs> yeah, holding his hand. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. It's inoffensively okay. And that's the best I think a Walking Dead series has, has been for a very long time. Do they go to the Eiffel Tower? They do! Yeah, oh wow. What a bunch of zombies under Do they it? go to the Arc de Triomphe? Yes! Yeah, the Louvre. The Louvre? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, all the French places that Americans have heard of. Yeah. Um, it has the guy, the French actor, you know the guy from Alien Resurrection in the wheelchair? I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. Dominique, uh, Dominique uh, something. P something. I can't yeah, remember. he was in Delicatessen. Yes, like, yes. Which is, and he's also in Amelie, but Delicatessen is my favourite Luc Besson film. Wait, is Delicatessen the one with a guy? Is that the apartment with all the, um, the, the, like, freaking, some sort of weird stuff's going on with the meat? Um, yeah, the City the... of Lost Children as well, he's in that. He's in all loads of Luc Besson's films. What's the one Not where the Jean-Pierre Genet. Is, is Delicatessen the one with a guy, um, at <clears> the end, he preserves himself? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Great film. Great film. Amelie. Amelie. Yeah, Jean, Jean, Jean. But yeah, like it's, it's inoffensively fine. It's Matthew Modine. Like it's, it's a lot better than anything else Walking Dead has produced for a long time. And you know what? As much as I take the piss and I say it's Daryl on vacation, you know, there is something about bloody Daryl Dixon. When's he going to go to the UK? He's probably going there next. His tugboat will wash up on the shore. He'll be like, oh, God damn it. I've got and then Nigel Farage will try and cart him Nigel off. Nigel Farage is going to be one of the first people to get killed by fucking zombies. Yeah. We're probably trying to try to I don't know recruit them to. Maybe UK. we should hear them out first. Listen, I both sides of this are. I don't know what anyone else is thinking, but he's wearing a fucking poppy, so he's got to be at least a patriot. Oh, it's biting me! What is this? And the zombie will just bite and just Neil get. Yeah, yeah. Oh. you know what? Maybe not. It's gone off. I'm <laughs> just wandering around. None of the zombies want to eat him. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, ah, you're right, mate. Fuck. I don't understand why anyone's against me. I, I clearly fit right in. Um, but yeah, yeah, Matthew Modine, it's fine. 
It's because they don't eat slugs. <laughs> fucking slug-looking motherfucker. He is a fucking slug. Twitter keeps trying to make me watch his videos. It puts him up multiple times in on the trending what? tab. You know on the trending tab? It no. puts Nigel... You know when you go on trending? and you have on, the, on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And no, it has videos for a long. hellscape on there. Yeah. And it, like, every video Tommy is Robinson, transphobic. I don't watch fucking, any of them. Gonna... No, I don't watch any of that shit either. But there's no way to block them. No, you block as many as you can, but then they keep coming back. Because the fucking I'm on Blue broken. Sky now, and Blue Sky's like chill as fuck. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I'm going to have to join Blue Sky. <laughs> I need to get an invite. Um, I don't think I've got any invites there yet. Oh, it's okay. I'll get someone to invite me to Blue Sky. If anyone's out there and they want me to be on Blue Sky, I, I do sometimes say witty things. <laughs> I've had I've had multiple tweets go a teeny bit viral, a few thousand likes, a few hundred retweets. Mostly, I just you know I just don't go on it because it's a transphobic nightmare. It's a fucking horrible place now, Twitter. What yeah, happened? your review, Ant. I don't know. Some someone brought the site. Your review, Ant. And uh, fuck it. Yeah, I got no invite code yet. Some impossibly single person with no life bought the website, yeah. did they? Yeah. Some loser who's such a fucking dumbass, he just changes his backstory all the time and all his stupid little fucking mates who sniff his arsehole are like, oh yeah, it's definitely what really happened, didn't it? Isn't it? You fucking dumb cunts. You're all fucking dumb. You're all fucking stupid, cunts. You're a viewer. Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. What's that about? It was uh, the last series of Power Rangers, apparently, before they reboot the whole thing. They've been saying they're going to do for decades now. Um... They keep saying they're going to reboot Power Rangers. I think they're just going to give up and just go do do the same thing Is again. Is Danny Trejo in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth? What? Maybe. <laughs> There's a good chance. I mean, they do put actors in those games. So Yeah. Like, That's quite funny. Beat Takeshi is in um, Yakuza 6. and So is the lad from um, Death Note and Battle Royale. Yeah. He's in it. Well, that's cool. I like Danny Trejo. He's a good lad. <laughs> anyway, Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. Meant to be the last series, apparently. Oh, Power Rangers. Yeah. So, in order to, like, this is produced for Netflix. I think Netflix sort of, like, brought the rights to Power Rangers as a TV show so they could produce it with Hasbro so they can reboot it and do a a thing. But, you know, they did that once and always special yeah. earlier in the year. Um, this was, like, being done at the same time. And it's a continuation of Dino Fury. It's got the same cast. But now they get new cosmic powers. Um, Lord Zed's causing havoc. They have a disastrous battle. Everything goes bad. Javi loses his arm. Oh no. Poor Javi. Someone lost something. They can't throw it to him. He's the guitar playing one, so he's really sad because he can't play guitar. Oh, of course, yeah. But don't worry, he gets a robot arm and it's way oh, more cool. powerful than anything he's had before, so you know, it's much better. Like the guy playing guitar in Robocop. Yeah. That's something. Why, why do they do that in shows? Why, why is it when people have a disability, they get some super powered thing that makes it even better than they were? I think I've had this conversation before. Like, even well, now. problems with Daredevil. He ain't it's- blind. What? Definitely ain't blind in the slightest. He's better than blind. He's better than seeing. Here's, here's like a crazy thing. Like it, it was happening for years with like, with like mental illness. Like, At least Oracle just sat in a regular wheelchair. She didn't have some futuristic fucking. Yeah. But it, there's Professor Xavier hovering around the place in his big gold wheelchair. Fucking anyway. So Cosmic Fury, big disastrous thing. They have to escape. Zato, the leader, who only just got resurrected after dying. In the end of Dino Fury, he got resurrected at the end of the series by the Morphin Masters. They were like, oh, you're too much of a good hero to lose. Uh, brought him back. And he was like the Zenith Ranger. Yeah. The white costume of a red 
lightning bolt. Um, and they're trying to find him. They go into space. They haven't got their powers to morph for right now. Billy's gone with them. Because <gasps> Billy! Billy happened to be around, I guess. My boy Billy. Fair enough. But he, um, he like, finds a way of giving them their powers back. Okay. Magical stuff. Do they go to the island where that crow lady lives? No, they go to... They're on Zordonia, which is where the um, the Q-Ranger Zords are. Oh. They don't call them q the Cosmic Fury Zords, but it's the Zords from Q-Ranger. That's all they're using from the Super it, Sentai. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't it pronounced Kira-Ranger? No, Q-Ranger. It's okay. nine range. It's the one with... Which one was Kira-Ranger? It was the space one where there was nine of them. Oh, okay. There were 12 by the end. But, um... Spoilers. But they... They, they only use like a few... There's like three minutes of Super Sentai footage in this whole series. Oh, wow. They do a couple of Zord battles over the course of the show and it's... Well, I guess people want to see Billy, don't they? They don't yeah, really it's all want about Billy. Like... Fucking Billy, yeah. There's a couple of other cameos as well. Is he still gay? Yeah, not in the show. Oh. Yeah. They, they just let him be gay in the show, but they don't... Didn't they used to Suspiciously single. No, he's, he never did anything, did he? He left the show because they were like... Homophobic. Writers and staff were homophobic. Yeah. And took... Like near thirty years before he came back, I like I genuinely don't understand why you can't just have a gay Power Ranger. It doesn't fucking matter. Me and Who's that? We've got Izzy in this show. Oh, Izzy the Green Ranger in Dino Fury. She's gay. She's got oh, a girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's wholesome. They let her kiss her girlfriend on her cheek on this one. What? On the cheek. That's sexual. That's the horniest Power Rangers has been since Tommy and Kimberly kissed. Because they never show anyone kissing on that show. No, that's true. That They're is... terrified of it. Yeah, they don't. No matter like, how in love they are. Well, it's because they infantilize a lot of these, a lot of these things, don't they? Like Carmen mm. Ryder's often like, I don't know what cooking is. Carmen Ryder doesn't know baby. what kicking is. Cooking. cooking, cooking. I'm just a big cooking baby man. Yeah, cooking. Multiple Carmen Riders are expert cooks. Not all of them, though, are they? Fucking Carmen Ryder Cabrito, greatest chef in the world. Is he? Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. What does he make? Just whatever he fucking wants. Grilled cheese. He does. He does cooking battles against a monster that's built does he do to group cook. Cheese, he does anything he wants. Does he do his group... actor did a YouTube channel where he learned to cook? Oh really? Yeah, that's quite oh. good. But then he stopped it. Oh, just why? out of nowhere. Um, I think homophobia. just because COVID kicked off and just lost interest. Homophobia, yeah. probably. But no, Cosmic Fury is pretty decent. It's good fun. It's nice to see. It's all original. Like the suits are new. They're like made for the show. People moaned about. It. I think they look fine. They've got moulded muscles mode? on them, which is a bit weird, but that's eh, that that's mode? Americans for you, isn't it? They, they freaking love moulding muscles on stuff. Um, oh, quite nice, the Pink Ranger becomes the Red Ranger. Oh, Hunter Dano. So you've got a female lead? Yeah, they did a, did a lady red one. That's good. Which is probably the motivation behind dudes in entirely new costumes, because, you know, it's... It's kind of hard to make the use the Red Ranger from Q Ranger because he's like he's six balls. foot tall and a dude. He's got balls. I mean, they've done that before. They've used the smallest ranger on the team, haven't they, as a girl ranger? Why are you playing on your thing? Put that friggin'. I'm listening it's to what coming you're out saying. in the mic. Is it? Yeah, of course it will. Sorry, friggin' Mong. Friggin Don't use that language on the podcast. Name you after the Mong, what from, does, the what guy does from that Cubics. Stand for? The what guy, does, the guy from Cubics. What was the guy from Cubics' name, man? Mong. No, what was his full name? It was Mong. What was that short He was a big guy with a small what was that with short a big for? head. And he was a bit slow. Was he? <laughs> was he a bit slow? And they allowed slow? this on television. Was he a bit slower? They allowed it on television. Could it have been that there, there was, was toys some, there was with his name in big letters on it. case for his slowness. It's a French show. But, um I don't remember the name of that show really quickly. I've always struggled to remember it. Anyway, um, fucking Cosmic Fury, it's fine. It's decent. Billy's like, oh, Hunter, when... when 
when friggin' Pink Ranger, she's like, you know, she's all red. She's like, oh, something's off with my visor. This doesn't seem like the right shade of pink. And then she takes her helmet off. She's like, what? I'm red. This must be a mistake. That's Zato's colour. And Billy's like, yeah, but the mar- the morphing grid has chosen you to be the Red Ranger. What if you don't want to be the Red Ranger? You're tough shit. You've got to be a leader. It only picks you as the Red Ranger if it thinks you've got the potential. You've got the gumption. You've got, you got it what it takes to be a leader. The Blue Ranger gets mind controlled and he gets a cool sort of evil like Ryu soldier suit, which is kind of neat. I think it's a repaint of one of the ones they had in one of the specials. I think. Oh, cool. But it's neat. And you get to see, they, they pulled in like friggin' Heckle from Dino Charge and gave him the, he was, he's like the Dark Ranger in some comic books and they brought that into the show. Just kind of neat. Yeah. Um, just nice stuff. I like the Lord Zed costume. They got Fred Tatterscore to do the voice of Lord Zed. Who's that? He was Psychomantis in Metal Gear Solid. Oh, cool. He's been around for days. He's freaking well, very fake. Really I wonder if, he's, uh, wonder if he reads your memory card if you're playing on a PlayStation. No, because that's not... But, um, yeah, but he, you know, because Rob, Robert Axelrod died a few years ago, so they've brought Lord Zed back a few times, but they couldn't use Rob Axelrod's voice because deaded. Um, he deaded. The last time, he, when he was alive, the last time they brought Zed back, they just, like, dubbed over with some really bad voice. And then he died like shortly afterwards, and they were like, "Man, you could have got Robert Axelrod back." They just had some other voiceover. It wasn't very good, but now they got Fred Tasco, and he does he does Lord Zed pretty well. He's got he's got the right sort of like, you know, Skeletor but raspier and angrier vibe to him. Mm. Um, it was a decent enough show. You know, they had the villains who were billionaires who were just out for themselves and trying to take over the universe with their weapons and all this sort of stuff. It reminds me of someone who bought Twitter. Yeah. Well, the daughter of the billionaire is like a TikTok-style social media superstar who's only interested in her own like, oh, so fame. They've taken Elon Musk and separated him to two characters, have they? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because um, he doesn't go on fucking social media and post bullshit. What a fucking dumb cunt that man is. I know some people got annoyed that Zato, like, he was the Red Ranger, and they... Stopped him being the Red Ranger, and they turned him into like this. He's got like a champagne color, okay, to his costume. He's cool, and you know, for his new costume and stuff. And it's like, oh, they demoted him and stuff, and he became the Morphin Master. And I know it's like Red Ranger is like the main focus on the show, but like you can't have one series with a female Red Ranger. And like, I know there's a habit in Power Rangers of them like not doing great by the Black Rangers on the show, but I mean. You know, he got superpowers. He had two series where he was the Red Ranger. Yeah, like that's like more enough, than doesn't it? That's more than most Red Rangers get. Most Red Rangers get one series. But you know, fine. They probably could have done something different. But I quite like that they did a girl Red Ranger because it's about time they had that. The only one that's been before was in um, Samurai, or Shinkenja, very briefly at the end when it was revealed that in the last few episodes. Where it's real that the Red Ranger was a decoy for the real Red Ranger for the team who's been practicing this super move. It was a big plot twist. It was his sister, and they did it in. It was their chance in Samurai to make out the families of Japanese, and they adopted him. But no, they didn't. They still stuck with the maybe in the whitest family in the world with a Japanese name because they couldn't be bothered to change the name from the script because they just copied the script from Shinkenja. Was the name Roy? No, he's he's just called Sh- like Jaden Shiba or something. Fucking and she's Lauren Sheba. I'm like, fucking, you're not Japanese, man. Could have at least been adopted or something by a Japanese family, but nah. That series is not good. But Cosmic Fury, it's fine. It's decent enough. Enjoyable. Oh, cool. It's 
they they've been all right. The Hasbro series, the Beast Morphers, and Dino Fury and Cosmic Fury, they're fine. But they're apparently they're rebooting the whole thing, and I'm I'm dreading like friggin' rubber suits and friggin' no less sword battles and all this sort of stuff. Because their Zord battles always look a bit ropey. And they've been talking about how, oh no, if you want to have widespread appeal, it's got to be more aimed at older adults. And I'm like, eh, just make it for kids. It's a kid's show. Or do do your slightly more adult... At the most, what could Power Rangers be at the most of adult-wise? You, you could go up to, like, what, the Flash sort of level? Like a teen drama-type show? You couldn't really do Power Rangers as, like, an adult drama with action in it, could you? I mean, there are choices that you can make that could make it easier to understand in that way, but, like, yeah, I don't think you can do up and up, like, adult problems. No, it wouldn't wouldn't be Power Rangers anymore. Mm. You may as well do some miserable bullshit. Because you remember that fucking Jason Vanderbeek, Adi Shankar-produced friggin' Power Slash? That was amazing! It was was the best thing I've ever seen, man. Fucking awful. The Power Rangers were like, I'm fucking Lord Zedman. It was rancid. I'm fucking Lord Zedman. I'm gonna fucking ruin you! But, like, the 2017 Power Rangers movie was basically... so good. It's enjoyable, and it's, like, it's on the level of, like, Arrow and Flash. That's the sort of level it's operating on. No, I've got a 4K Blu-ray. I've got a 4K Blu-ray of that as well. Well, I've got the 4K. I think you lent me the Blu-ray and I got the 4K. I don't know. No, no, no. Power Rangers. It's all right. Yeah, it but all I, right. I think they're going to try and reboot it. It'll go wrong and then they'll go back to Toei and ask to use footage from again. That had... Co- uh, um, what's his name? Thingy Dacroy. Mon- Montgomery Dacroy. Yeah, before he Dacry did uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. He's and what's her face? Friends. He was Jasmine and Aladdin. A whole new world. Don't you dare watch Was it Ludi Lin film? as well? Because he's in something else, wasn't he? He was in something recently. Uh, this is fine. It's fine. Decent. Wasn't Zoro one of the kids from Power Rangers? What? In One Piece. No, Mackenyi. Mac- Mac- yeah. No, he was the um, future Kamen Rider Drive from Kamen uh, Rider Drive that's what I read, yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. That's where I knew him from. Cool. He did a bunch. He's in Roroni Kenshin as well, the live action, one yeah, of the live yeah, action yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. But, um, those are directed by someone. I think stealing the show in One Piece, though. And so was, to fair, Luffy. The guy who plays Luffy was amazing in that. Everyone was good in that. Yeah. Even, um, what's his name? Um, old um, Frank playing the chef. Oh. Which one? The, not um, Shinji. The other Sanji. Shin. Sanji, not Sanji. No, Craig Fairbrass. Yeah, Craig, yeah. Craig Fairbrass. There you go. Yeah, he's good in that. Yeah. yeah. He is good. He's he's normally in those terrible hitman fucking. Does rise of the foot soldier yeah. and all that stuff, doesn't yeah. he? Football hooligan movies and uh, stuff. Utterly joyless. But shit. no, you go over his career and you look up the stuff he actually is well known for, and it's stuff like bringing. He was in Scum and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and stuff yeah. like that. Right? But no, he's he's like you give him something where he can actually enjoy himself and play a character and have a bit of fun, mm. and he was like fucking dynamic in that. Mm. That's good. Yeah, he was mm. good. What's your last review? Second to last. What? what? Two more. Is it? Yeah. Didn't I go first? Yeah. I've only done two. You've only done one? I've done two. What have you reviewed? I've only done one review. You did Daryl Dixon. Did I not do something before that? No, I started off. Oh my God, what is happening to my brain? It's yeah. fucking Swiss cheese. All right, my next review is um, is the creator, the new Gareth Edwards film, 
about robots. No, people keep saying it's original, but I don't think it's, it's not original. It's Blade Runner. I'm sure I've seen these things before. Blade Runner. Well, it's Blade Runner 2049. Not There's to, to ask it. the same question as Dracula. What is a man? <laughs> Count Dracula? Turns out they're a miserable part of secrets. So, um, so the, the creator... So I'm just going to... I'm, I'm going to sort of spoil a couple of bits, but not the whole film. I'm just going to sort of spoil the bits that sort of explain where we are in the movie. So, um... In the world of the creator, what's happened is man created AI, and in creating AI, we created robots that could then have artificial intelligence and would be around and, and helping us in our day-to-day lives. Um, when a very rudimentary version of this was created, something went wrong, and they launched a nuke in the middle of Los Angeles. Now... In that nuclear attack, in that nuclear attack, our main character, played by John David Washington, lost an arm and a leg, a very young age, and like he lost his entire family. Mm. He also lost an arm and a leg, and he he has been chosen because he's using prosthetics. He's been chosen to infiltrate a group that are because after the nuclear bomb was dropped. AI was outlawed in the US, but in the rest of the world, they continued to have AI robots. So there's a big Asian community where they just live with people. And people don't have an issue. In fact, we see that they are fully integrated into these societies and they mourn when other people mourn and people mourn them when they pass. It's like a very sweet... It's about American racism. Basically. Um, he lost an arm. He lost an arm. Do you remember that show... The film, be almost human. No, with, with Carl no. Urban. No, where he lost a leg and he was like a, a fucking ape robot. No, no. About... But then we find out he has robots. No, that one that stars a famous black actor with um, opposite a bunch of robots with their AI is reaching sentience levels, and he has a fake. He's a robotic arm in that, and it's a massive plot reveal. It's a big plot twist. Oh, I don't know about that. AI, yeah. the Will Smith film. Yeah. Oh, iRobot. iRobot yeah. is based on fucking... Yeah. Not AI. AI is the um, Jude Law one. Fucking so anyway, so um, so basically... Jude Law's black. So it turns out that John David Washington, um, he has been working for the US and working undercover and living in this community that is AI and people all together. Just living in, and working as a normal group. Um, but the people that are in this community are linked to the creator, to the person who is still making AI, still advancing this AI, which is what the American people want to shut down, or the American military want to shut down. So they sent John David Washington in to go and infiltrate this group. So he's fallen in love. He's fallen in love with Gemma Chan. Uh, who wouldn't? Um, and they're expecting a child. So he's fallen really in love with Gemma Chan. Um, by the way, when a, when a man and a woman love each other very much, Anne, they have a baby. I don't know if you ever saw the Barbie where you push her tummy and a baby drops out. The man does that to make her pregnant and he does it later to have the baby. Just so you're on board as well. And for our audience, just in case there's any incels listening. So um, basically, um, Gemma Chan dies the night of an assault on the camp when they're expecting the creator to be around. John David Washington hasn't provided them any information to let them know that's happened. Instead, what's happened is they've decided they've had enough of waiting and they're just going to do it because they think John David Washington has gone native to use a term from Avatar. 
Um, and his friend arrives and, and is the person to go and try and draw him out. And John David Washington has to pretend to be beating his friend up. And then Gemma Chan sees him and realises he's an, he's an agent working from within their camp. And she goes and takes a boat off. And then this big, ominous robot that they've got that's <laughs> ironic that a robot's killing robots. I get that. I get that. I get the irony of them using AI to beat AI. I get it, man. I'm wordy, too. I know what this means. Anyway, so this big spaceship slash satellite thing, it, it hovers out of the atmosphere and it just fucking annihilates anything on the ground. Gemma Chan's boat's just floating off in the distance. You see the missiles go down and, and she dies. This is about America. That's the first 15 policy. minutes. That's the first 15 minutes of the movie. And yeah. Anne, I'm going to give you a second to catch your breath now. It's about American foreign policy. And so, anyway, John David Washington mm-hmm. is now working at the LA bomb site. So, they're still recovering some of the technology and some of the people's belongings from that initial nuke site. And. As he's as he's helping his colleague like wash down this vehicle and they're taking the bits out, they accidentally knock one of the robots in the vehicle, and it sort of kicks it back alive, and the robot is screaming, "Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? Where where is she? I need to protect Rachel!" And you see that the robot was basically holding onto this small little girl's body and died in the blast at the same time as the girl. Or the EMP knocked out the robot, and then for some reason them hitting it has just brought it back, and and he just shuts it down. Like it's cold, incredibly, and it is. It is basically showing us humans are desensitized to the violence. They've they've completely removed themselves from the idea that the advancement of technology is going to be any sort of blessing. These aren't anything more than machines, and they're just shutting them Have down. They know what Star Trek: The Next Generation. What is a man? Is that the episode? No, it's the measure of a man. Is measure the, of a man? What is a man? Is from Castlevania. I already. Oh yeah, sorry, that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, it's not even anyway. Um, anyone who watches the first 25 minutes of this film will know exactly where it's going when you find out that there's some sort of weapon and John David Washington sent in to go and find the weapon and it turns out it's a little child and you immediately know where it's going from there and it it very much does follow a lot of cliches there is one very nice moment in which we catch up with the person who who met John David Washington that night the person who was sent to drink, like bring him out of the out of the, the village that he was living in that person who initially told him you've gone native has a girlfriend who's set up in this little place and he runs like a little operation. His girlfriend, a nice American girlfriend though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think she's she's American. Element. She's living there. So it's a race um, element coming into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so he's living there with this girl, like basically outside of the US. He's just like given up on what the US were doing because he just doesn't believe in it anymore. And um, and there's a moment where she defends this little child that John David Washington has taken to them. He's like, I need your help. I need to find a way to get to this place. And they're like, we can help you. Don't worry. We've got ways of getting there. Um, and then the American military catch up on them, find them. It's not relating to that guy. He hasn't betrayed them. But there is a shootout. Just like explain a... everything that happens in the film. Shush! Scene by scene. No, this is, this is just a key part that I thought was very, very well acted and very well written. Because there's not a lot of that in this movie. Because the script's kind of dog shit. And that's besides the point. So, um, so yeah, in this moment there's a shootout and she sadly gets shot. And the guy goes up and in a nice reflection of, of a, like a change of his position, you see the development of a character and it naturally shows you how this character's changed over the years since we met him. Turns out his girlfriend was a robot and he's uh, crying over her dead body. Does she have a wig on? Yeah. He's crying over a dead body. Because they have big holes oh, in the back yeah, of yeah, no, they have prosthetics they can use to cover that up. Oh. So you can't hide Because it's gross. Disgusting. 
it's just kind of cool. Although really. it's a big old hole in the back of the house. Um, but yeah, it's it's like there aren't many moments of like that in this, and I think it's because we don't see a lot of characters develop over time. But that it's just such a nice natural way of showing that that person realised what they were doing was fucked and just changing their position. And it's told within five minutes, and it's a more interesting story than anything else that happens in the film. Sadly, um, but like so, the film looks incredible. It's directed incredibly well. Just the dialogue is fucking dog shit. Um, I just, it, it's not like, it's not... Who are you to say what people talk like in the future? Who are you, what you say people talk like in the future, like? Yeah, it's the future, man. They might talk differently. Um, it just, it's just not very good dialogue and like, and it's a bit of a shame. But otherwise, like, the film is really good. There's loads of really incredible ideas. There's the humans who are against AI have a machine that can copy someone's someone's brain. Depending on how long they've been dead, Depends on the, like, the quality of the recording and how long they get. And there's a guy they plug into it. They, they kill this AI dude. And they basically use his body like a little, like, fucking telephone to the dead for a second. And they plug this guy into the guy's like, please, let me call my wife. I've got to talk to my wife. And they're like, shut the fuck up. Where'd they go? He's like, please, please, I've got to talk to my wife. I don't have long. I don't have long. And they're like, shut the fuck up. Which way'd they go? Like, please, please, I've got to talk to my wife. And I was just like, I'll just get him on the blower. No, just give him a second. Isn't that just the bit from. Dungeons and Dragons when they're going for the corpses and they're bringing the corpses no, back to life no, to that, that's all done. They all know they're dead. That's like different. This guy doesn't know he's dead. He's just like... He looks, same his, he looks over his body and his body's just there like... And he's like, oh no, I did die. Oh, fuck. Oh no. But yeah, it's just like a nice little... And you like... And it's it's like... You know, it's Chekhov's bringing someone back from the dead machine. You know, like you see them use it once and you're like, oh yeah, that's coming Chekhov's back. bum. Chekhov's bum. Um, Ken Watanabe is fucking incredible. Oh in this. god, is he the Japanese guy? There's and it's, it's in Asia. There's a lot of Japanese guys. Mate. Yeah, but he is he's he's the Japanese guy. Well, in apparently, films. apparently this part was written for him. Of course, it was. Like because Gareth Edwards obviously worked on Godzilla. The Japanese think it's fucking hilarious that the only Japanese actor Americans know is Ken Watanabe. No, there's um, Satori Satari Satari. Uh, who? Who? The guy who played um, the guy who was. The guy who was, was Scorpion. Scorpion? Yeah. Yeah. Donnie Yen? Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen's Chinese. Oh. You mean the guy who was that one Yakuza guy in Avengers Endgame and then he was Scorpion well, he's, dad? He's been in a lot of things, Dad. He was also in Bullet Train. He was in that virus Bullet show Train. Oh, Billy shit, Campbell yeah. for two seasons that I watched both yeah. seasons of. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not really the Japanese guy, though, is he? You know, he's not the one that you put on the poster. Well, I would if I... He's a very handsome guy. I was in John Wick 4. I haven't watched John Wick 4. Have you not? Yeah. You'd love it. It's yeah. crap. <laughs> Hiroyuki Sonata. What? Hiroyuki Sonata. He's very handsome. He was the guy in The Ring. The first ring. The video guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ring, the Japanese one, yeah. Yeah, mm. but he's also... He's in a lot of American stuff. He's very mm. handsome. How tall is he? I like people that are around, around my height. Anyway, <laughs> he's a bit shorter than me. Anyway, so yeah, so, um, so yeah, the creator, like, it's fine, it's fine, it's it's very high quality, very nice looking sci-fi with some. There's actually there are some excellent action set pieces, and it does like it's very blunt in its messaging because America is dog shit and they are cunts to people in other countries and they like to impose their laws on everyone else and it's like it's just that it's a heavy handed 
plot about that, but there oh, are... so it's about American foreign policy. Yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and when there was a game called Contra in the eighties, and people didn't realize America was bad and their foreign policy was fucking terrible, and they just went, "Oh, Contra's really fun." Or Robo well, actually, they wouldn't call it Contra over here because Robo Tector. Probotector. Probotector. Yeah, that's why they didn't... <laughs> you probing, you fucking pervert. That's why they wouldn't call it Contra over here. Yeah, because of America Fallen Pro- we were We knew about it. Mm. How did other countries not? Like, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so the creator, really good. Has a great scene involving a dog. There are a couple of moments where animals almost... What kind of dog? It's uh, it's like a like a mongrel, like a mix, like a mutt. I only care about... Pomeranians. Yeah. Okay. Fucking Pomeranians, <laughs> okay. yeah. And you only no, care about Woofy dogs. It's because you're a Blade Trinity fan and you really like vampire like, Pomeranians. I like, I like. No, there's like there's a scene in which a dog drops a grenade in front of a bunch of America troops and it like explodes and you're purposely not shown what happened to the dog and then the dog's just walking away and I'm like, oh, thank fuck, the dog's okay. The dog would just do a backflip. And there's an incredible monkey scene. There's like this gun that fires these massive like explosives that are like impact explosives to take out big trucks and stuff. And it fires, and the guy's like, the guy's like, gonna press the trigger, and these ro- like these Americans just gun him down, and then you see this monkey runs over, and it sees the blinking light, and it pulls the thing, and it's just watching this thing explode, and I was like, oh yeah, great, animals are amazing. They should have a bit where like the Americans are pinned down by a sniper, and they're getting like, like, <laughs> yes, and, like this guy's an impossible shot, how good is he? And then they finally catch up, and it's like a fucking chimp. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a dog playing with a gun. It's just. Yeah. Like, Pull <laughs> trigger. It's a dog playing Just gun sign down. It's just it's, like, yeah, it's just scratching like the trigger. It's just got the fucking strap caught around it. It's just kicking it. <laughs> it's a ferret with a grenade. <laughs> you find a shot of a dog playing with a gun. Like, I'm trouble and like super cut it with the sniper scene from Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> All right, He's anyway. an incredible shot. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen Enemy at the Gates. Yeah, where, probably. Where Rob Bell was, was jumping across that gap and get shot by the sniper <laughs> just to have the dog licking his genitals with a gun next to it. <laughs> just the gun goes off and Rob <laughs> Oh, the creator. Um, I'm going to give it Matthew Modine as well. I didn't feel strongly about the script, but the actual film, beautiful looking. And like, if you don't know anything about American foreign foreign policy, because some people are fucking stupid. Some people think the IDF are good. I know Hammers are bad, but IDF are bad too. Neither of those people are good people. Um, So yeah, so interesting. I don't think anyone knows about foreign policy anymore. Like, I, I spoke to someone who didn't know Australia were having a vote about Aboriginal recognition. Mm. Yeah, but it's okay because we put Australians there and uh, therefore they belong in the land, I guess. Well, the Aboriginal people still haven't been given a voice in Parliament and there are a lot of people that were like, oh, if you give them a voice, they're going to want your house. And it's like, no, you're just a bunch of xenophobic cunts. But they voted no in favour of giving Aboriginal people a voice, which is fucked. There are complicated reasons why someone may not want to say yes to that, but by getting your foot in the door... You could just give them them their own houses if they want a house. Well, it's less about that. It's more about the land and the... The the, land, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like two places in Australia. There's like that bit of the north on the northwest, northeast, and there's a bit on the north-southeast. Perth, Queensland, 
Melbourne. Melbourne's near that southeast area, isn't it? There's there's like a little bit and then a little bit. There's plenty of the rest of Australia. Well, it's it's yeah, it's not just that, it's just the fact that there's been a lot of people there for hundreds of years. And no one wants now. to live in the jungle area, just fucking The jungle area. There's a jungle area. Australia's got jungle in the north. Yeah. Yeah, no one wants to live there. You mean the outback? That's where they did no, outback's the desert. No, the outback's the entirety of the area that's inhospitable. Yeah, that's the desert part. The jungle bit in the north, that's just wet. It's and, just wet. Yeah, that's where Island of Dr. Moreau is. Yeah. That's in, in the north part. The 90s Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, not like the actual. The Brando one. Yeah. But that is there. That's... Isn't the story set in Thailand? Yeah, but that's where they filmed it. Okay. And that's where the director went mad and disappeared into the woods. He didn't go mad. He got fired. He became and he disappeared, a shaman for and he two started weeks. Hanging out in the woods. He started doing magic. And then he got cast in his own movie as a boar man. Yeah, he just stuck in. Yeah. <laughs> stuck they him just, in for a lot. And it was clear that he wasn't given professional makeup because the final. Well, they stuck him in. The, yeah. the two, some guys stuck him in. I know. It's fucking hilarious. And then he. Uh, he okay. no, again. One, no one gave it. No, he did. He's, done those. he's been doing films recently. No, he made a documentary about his. No, he's been doing films. Fucking. Oh, he did he? color in the sa- shape, didn't he? Yeah, the um. Color out of shape. Color out of space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did that, and he also did before he did that. He did Brainwave. What was the or was it? He's been doing a bunch of stuff. What's what his was name? the Fucking one where he, he Hardware was the one he did? Richard. Richard, what's his name? Richard Spencer. Or is that the Nazi? No, he's fucking... What's his name? British director... Richard... Richard Stanley. Richard Stanley, there we go. Richard Spencer was the Nazi, I think. Yeah, he's... he's a, the hardware's good. Hardware's all right. He not... did... He did Colour Out of Space. Yeah. That was 2019. God. Yeah. Replace. He's been doing, like, little films all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's his writing credits. What's his directing credits? What's he been up to magic-wise? He did The Other World. Didn't see that. No. He's just those little small films. Where's what, But what's he doing magic-wise? Magic? Yeah, because he's a shaman. Nothing. Oh, okay. Anyway, so yeah. Cinema is magic. Okay. <laughs> Magic's back. Did you see the Saw version of that Nicole Kidman advert? They did a Saw version where it was the puppet Billy and he was like going to the cinema and he's like, Magic's back. And then Universal missed a trick and just sued the people that made it or, or made them force them to take it down. Got no sense of humour. They're really good. They're, 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 but the thing is, they're ruining the sanctity and the seriousness of the Saw franchise. It's actually a very deep franchise with a very deep story when you think about it. I like the fact that when I when I Google Hiroyuki Sonada, like there's a few few actors, Donnie Yen, Ken Watanabe, and it goes Ian McShane. Famous <laughs> Asian actor. Asian actor. Lovejoy. Lovejoy. <laughs> Do you think there's a Welsh remake of Lovejoy? No, not a Welsh remake. <laughs> Do you think there was a Japanese remake of Lovejoy? Probably. It was Carmen Rider series. Welsh <laughs> <laughs> version of Lovejoy. He was an antique stealer and double Lovejoy. Uh, Hiroyuki Sanada's only five foot seven. What shorty? Mm, short king. We respect him. Anyway, on your review. Um, what's I going to review next? Forza Motorsport. Oh, how's that going? It's all right. 
pretty decent. Do you know I like Forza? At least I did. I stopped playing them off the fourth <laughs> I like one. Forza. At least I didn't until I played this one. The fourth, <laughs> the fourth one. Oh, the fourth one was really good, and then five, six, seven. Just eh. I get that's me- when they started chucking loads of monetization and stuff. I just into get annoyed with the voices. We're like, we're gonna go for a race, mate. That's Let's go you're racing. Playing, that's a different game. Is that Horizon? Yeah, that's Horizon. You oh, dumb okay. fuck. Oh, I hate Forza Motorsport because it's like, hi there. My name's famous racist Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, he's not in the movie. Uh, oh, he not four forms. There's only three and four they were in. Okay. Um, but no, this one they they've sort of sorted the presentation. It's a bit more livelier now. It's a bit. It's still got that sort of like everything's all crisp and classy. You know, it was a classy car thing. They got a voiceover guy who sounds a bit like Peter Serafonowicz doing part of it. There's a woman voiceover one as well who does the race introductions. He does all the pretentious, like, the beautiful cars of the 1990s, power touring, Jambridge, all that sort of stuff. Um, all those racing games have that now when they're this Gran Turismo Forza type thing. But... um I've been enjoying it. It feels more like what Forza should be. It's you know, it's race focused. It lets you friggin' mess with your settings as much as you want. It lets you mod your cars and stuff. They have made it so you have to level the cars up to be able to unlock more mod slots, though. So like, you can only like adjust, say like basic stuff like air intakes and stuff like that. Mm. And then as you level up, you unlock being able to modify the wheels, add roll bars and things like that to it. Yeah. Um, which is a bit of a pain because it doesn't it means you can't just jump in and mess around with a car right from the start like you could in other Forza games. So that's a bit sort of weird. Um, but racing wise, the thing feels better than as in ages. It's a racing spot on on it. Um, it made me notice that Xbox Series controllers have rumbles in the triggers. Did not know that. Have you noticed that? I haven't played my Xbox in like a long. I mostly use it to watch films. Yeah, the Xbox Series controllers have have rumble motors in the triggers. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know. I just started noticing that it was rumbling in all sorts of different spots on the controller. I think there's like six motors in there or something. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, you really notice it on Forza when you're going around the corners and stuff, and you're like yeah. in the triggers. It's not force feedback like the PlayStation controllers are, which those things break. Um, obviously. Oh, the fucking! I'm getting so irritated with my fucking um, PS5 controllers. Mm. But uh, yeah, the only things I'd say letting it down right now. Um, there's no music when you're racing, which is a bit weird. Like you kind of feel like racing games are meant to have a soundtrack, mm. but you, you can just do what I do and just put Spotify on on the Xbox. Did you know you could do that? Yeah, I do it on the PlayStation a lot. Yeah, you can play Spotify and then play your games with the place with the Spotify playing in the background. Yeah, because I your did... your custom soundtracks function for you. I did that for a lot of Resident Evil 4 when I did my second playthrough. Because Resident Evil needs a Spotify playlist playing over it. I was playing... Uh, I was playing Were you Go listening to podcasts? No, I was playing Go the Distance when I took on the Salinger for the last boss again. See, I was listening to um, M- 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 Macedon's album Hushed and Grim while I was playing. So one of us was listening to good music, me, and you were listening to shit. What? what? Fuck you, man. I also just put... Um, the Transformers movie soundtrack. On. Oh god, here we go. This is the greatest flex, soundtrack ever, flex. friggin' mate. What's the song that you listen to the most, Dan? No, oh, man, they're all good. Friggin no, against... what's the song? Go on. Um, Death of Optimus no, Prime. What's the song? <laughs> what? You've got the touch. It's not the best song on there. It is. Oh, is it friggin' Instruments of Destruction. Nothing's gonna get in our way. Or dare. Or Dare to be Stupid, there's two songs with Dare in the title. I heard someone the other day say that that Rocky song's really good. And I was like, Hearts on Fire. And they were like, 
no, I the tiger. And I was like, you're fucking, you're a rancid scumbag, mate. What the fuck? Hearts of strong desire. Um, but yeah, fortunately, the only thing the racing on it, um, they they've they, right from the start. Like, you do your little tutorial race at the start. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the Forza Horizon one where you race one car for a bit and then it switches you to a different car and a oh, different yeah, track. Oh, yeah, you're, like, going down a mountain. And yeah, then like but it's not as exciting parachute. as that, but it's just, like, they've taken a bit of influence from it by splitting up this early tutorial where it gives you a stable, simple car at the start mm-hmm. for, a, for a lap of a race and then it puts you in, like, a supercar yeah. for another lap. So it's sort of like, this is where you start, this is where you can end up and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. And it puts you in like a touring championship, and that doesn't take too long. It's like three races, I think, you go through. But right away after that, every race tournament you can enter is like five or six races. Every race is like four to six laps, as far as I can tell. And every race you have to do a three-lap practice run before you start them. You have not, to. Not a qualifying thing. So it's not a qualifying practice laps. You know, set your time to decide where you're going to go on the podium. Yeah, it's just a free lap practice to build up your XP for your car That's and stuff. Fucking weird. Which is odd. You can, I think, you can skip it if you want to, but if you don't do it, your car's not going to be leveled up as much as you'd want it yeah, to, and then you, you can't. Think un- that they would offset that with you being able to just mm. race. You've got ways of you can boost stuff in the game. Like it's got the same difficulty setting thing. You can bump up how fast the opponent cars are. They make it, when you're on the starting grid, you can choose where you start except for the first two positions. So the further up you go, if you put yourself further up to the front of the grid, you get less money and XP for it. Okay, so you can give yourself... So, yeah, you can... So if you really want to challenge on the game, you turn off all the assists, you can make the cars as fast as you want them to be, you can put yourself at the back of the grid, um, you know, if you want to. But it's, it's the amount of time it takes to play through the tournaments... You can you can exit out whenever you want and just jump back into them yeah. and all that. But it's a bit sort of... It's like it took me like three hours to get through one the other day. It was like six races. Because um, it's just about three hours, probably two and a half. But it's just... You do that three lap race or whatever you got to do at the start. Not always three laps. But most times three laps practice. And that'll take you like, you know, 10 minutes or so. And then you go through to the race itself and the race is longer. And you're spending like 10, 15, 20 minutes doing the race. And then you're on to the next part of it and you've got to mod your car in between and boost up, you know, do modifications to it before you go into the next part of the race. Yeah. And it's all a bit all a bit time consuming. And I feel like maybe they should have just started with like some free race Grand Prix, cut down the amount of laps in each race by like one or two. I mean, I was talking with Cardinal Smith because he's like freaking ridiculously serious about his racing games. He's already got the fucking achievement for getting a perfect segment on the game. I can't do that. The best I've done is a 9.4 out of 10 on the segment, and he's got the 10 out of 10, which means he raced a segment as perfect as it could possibly be raced. Because yeah. fucking does that all the time. Mm. But I was joking with him, saying, this has taken ages to get through this tournament. If they freaking... I was like, I guarantee the last race is going to be Nürburgring or something, and then it fucking pops up with Nürburgring, but it was a sprint track. But it was like six laps of the sprint track or something like that. And I was like, fucking... Give me a break. If they dare put the freaking full Nürburgring on there and tell me to do multiple laps of it, I, I, I will shit a horse. That's what I'll do. Have you eaten a horse recently to shit one? No, but I could. You could? Hmm. Um, but no, it is good, Forza, though. It feels more like it used to. It's it's The last Forza 7 was incredibly dry, like incredibly boringly presented, and it was all like just really plain text menus and everything was white and washed out and it was all just like 
just really plain and boring. Mm. And this is a little bit more step in the, the direction that Forza 3 and 4 were. 2, 3, 4, like the, the pinnacle of the series. 3 especially is fantastic. Um, but the thing is, at the same time, Gran Turismo 7 was really good. Like, that was might be my favourite Gran Turismo since the second one. That was like... 7 was... They had that presentation with the cafe and the missions and the cafe owner giving you different types of races to compete in to unlock certain cars or you could ignore that and just do whatever you want to do. And it had all those little sort of mini events and drag racing and all this sort of stuff. Like Forza Motorsport could do with more of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, just something to make it feel a bit bit sort of like lively. But the, where's the Top Gear test track? I know it's a silly thing, but that was, that was a fun thing people liked. So something similar to that. Chuck that in the game. You know, have a battle royale mode. Everyone races on the Nurburgring. Do it like you know, every time you hit a segment, the last place that gets blown up or something, something fun like that. See, so you can stay in the front the longest. Um, like F zero ninety nine. Have you played a bit of that? No, it's no. fucking good. Really? Yeah, yeah. I need to play oh wait, more no, I have played F zero ninety nine. Sorry, I don't know what I was saying there. Yes, I, I for some reason I thought you said Final Fantasy seven. Yes, F zero ninety nine. I have played, and I've actually I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, mate. Um, F Zero Nine. Yeah, I've really enjoyed that. I think that's a lot of fun. And my only problem is that there's been a lot of games that have joined Game Pass where I thought, oh, maybe I will jump in. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre was Day and Dart. This was Day and Dart. And there was a few other games as well that were all Day and Dart, like Exo Primals and things like that. And um, I'm just not jumping on. Like I think after Gran Turismo was a bit dry already. And then this came out as a bit dry. I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I'm just looking for a different type of racing Play game right F099. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing that a little bit, but it's just like it's not quite I still want some of the some of the stuff that these games offer. I just want to experience the sort of goes like, come on. Do you want me to um I've got a copy of um Runabout Free. What's Runabout Neo Age? Do you ever play Felony eleven seventy nine on PS one? No. And it's what, the one where you race through a city words? and you smash into things. Yeah. And then you blow them up, and then you can unlock like tanks and shit to drive around oh, in on motorbikes. Oh, I did play a game like that. Runabout Freeze the third. I got it. It's one quid. On what? <laughs> PS2. I don't have a PS2. I've got Ridge Racer 5 on PS2. I don't have a PS2. You've got Crazy Taxi. Yeah, I've got Crazy Taxi. The disc is quite scratched, though. It just has some troubles. It blo- it works. It works. I've got London Racer over there on PS2. Did you ever have Tokyo Highway Racer? Tokyo Highway Challenge on yeah, Dreamcast, on yeah. Dreamcast. I yeah. had one and two. There's I a bunch love- of those. There's a PS2 one as well. There's I a- loved there's those games. They're different names than some of them. But, yeah. um, it was one of those... Because there's loads of those Japanese games that got brought over here and then they just changed the names. Yeah. Because Runabout series in Japan, it's called Runabout, but over here the first one was called Fel- Felony 1179. Yeah, and there was... What was the... What was the game that was on the Xbox, the original Xbox, that was like a destruction game? You just crashed, basically, into stuff, and you it's, had to do it a certain way. It was know. a bit like Stuntman before Stuntman. No, Midtown Madness, that was quite fun. No, it wasn't Midtown Madness. I'll have to have a look, I'll see what I can find out, but yeah. Um, but no, I, it just, I, I just, I think that it's a racing simulator. That's the thing. It's kind of got that very. It's got a very specific audience. It's a bit they've like, lost that vibe that the early Forts has had, where the idea was it can be a racing simulator or it can be an arcade racing game. Yeah, you can still do that, but they don't put emphasis on it. They don't. No. They don't push you towards play it how you want to play it. Do they, you know? They not in the same sort of way it used to. And I kind of also get a bit annoyed that all these racing games have the exact same tracks every time. Well, it's, yeah, it's the famous ones, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but why don't they ever do like? 
Like, they do Silverstone, but they do the modern layout Silverstone, which is dog shit. Why not give us the freaking classic Silverstone, the 1990s? Give us the two volcanoes from Toka Race Driver. Also, where's the Daihatsu Midget? There's no Daihatsu Midget in this game. That's because it's called Daihatsu Short Person. Oh. (laughs) Daihatsu Dinklage. (laughs) He would be honoured. Daihatsu Toxic Avenger. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that's really, really good. I've heard it's good as well. I've heard... I've heard that like a load of people really didn't like it because they were there's like two camps of people that are going to see it. It's either like diehard trauma fans or people who are looking for like a serious elevation of the story. I'm one of those people right in the middle. <laughs> I want it to like take itself seriously to the point where it's like, and now he's a mutant and the it's movie, really like, explodes. Funny. Yeah, take it seriously and it's really fun. I saw some clip a clip of it and it looked freaking like it looked like a trauma film with a budget. Yeah, but um, freaking that's what yeah. I want. But I don't know, freaking Forza Motorsport. It's all right. It's pretty good. Mm. I've 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 liked it more than I did five, six, and seven. That's good, at least. I think the Horizon games is a very different sort of thing. Yeah. And there's a million of those open world racing games now. Four's the only the one I like the most of those. Five I didn't. I thought it was a bit there. Yeah. The Crew Motorfest looks exactly. The Crew Motorfest. I'm pretty sure that's done by the people who used to do the Test Drive Unlimited games. And I swear they just did Hawaii in the new crew game because they did Hawaii in Test Drive Unlimited. I thought that that new Test Drive Unlimited was online only. No, the PS, the Xbox 360 Test Drive Unlimited. No, no, the crew. The crew motorfest. Yeah. No, no, it's, you can play single player still. Is it on? Offline? It's always one of those games that tries to push you into multiplayer. Oh, God, isn't it? it always tries to make you have people join your game and stuff like that. Yeah, because it always. The problem is they never implement it well enough I, that it doesn't keep interrupting your fucking game. What was I playing? That was. Trying to put people was trying to set up multiplayer. Oh, Gotham Knights! <laughs> Absolute fucking shite that game. It's shocking. Like some parts of it are okay. No, terrible whole thing. No, like some parts of it's genuinely all right, awful. and then you get into a fight with someone. And fighting feels like it's just a whole bunch of pre-canned animations. Yeah, playing out. yeah. There's the revert. There's no reversal thing. You just press B, and it might revert. Might dodge. Might no, revert. yeah. So it's a dodge. It's like a. But it's like a dark. Souls there's a bit where it's like. Open up your inventory. Open up your abilities menu to to set your abilities. When it's telling you you've got an ability point right yeah. in the story, yeah. And you pressing the back button doesn't do anything. It just brings up a menu for levels, and then you press all these other buttons. Nothing happens. You got a mission marker on the computer, so you go to the computer. You go to that. It opens up your abilities menu, and I'm like, okay, right. So I can only adjust my abilities when I'm back at the base or something. Maybe yeah. I've got to get access to a computer. Yeah. And then the moment I leave the frigging um, tower, the Belfry, yeah. it goes hold down the back button to open your abilities menu. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me that a second ago when the mission objective was hold, open the abilities menu? My favourite my favorite moment was the first mission, the very first mission you play. And it's like, we're going we're gonna to use detective vision to yeah. find the clues. Huh. And like you, you scan over everything, you're like, oh okay I can look at stuff, that's cool, that's cool Batman used to do that. And it's like, now chain together what you think they fucking did. And you're like, oh there's Three codes yeah, and there's three sets of numbers. Like, you gotta be like, he ate a donut and, and like pressed a key. No, there's like one code has three digits, and the, there's a clue that's got three digits. So it might be that one. It's not that one. Yeah. There's <laughs> one with four digits and four digits. And you're like, okay, that, no. So what? Six digits. Six. It's a six-digit one. It's not something clever. It's not. <laughs> you have to just click on a thing and then click on another thing, and it's like you got it right. No, the bit I liked was when I snuck out of the Goth- of the Gotham PD. Yeah. And it was like, sneak out, don't get seen. You've got to get out of here safely. So yeah. I sneak out. And then the cutscene, it goes to black, cutscene comes up. And I'm on my bike. And he's like, oh, I've been spotted. Oh, 
I oh, and when you're on the bike, it rush has this way yeah, movement yeah, yeah, speed yeah, lines, yeah. yeah, to make it look like you're going really fast, but you're not. You're going like running speed, yeah. like slightly fast running speed. I like it when you take a jump in the bike. But it's so heavy, but also too light at the same time. So sometimes you'll go over, and then the back will still be on the ramp, and then it'll do like a weird animation. I hate. I that. had a bit where I zip lined onto a building, and the bike rushing effect started playing when I stood still, like the whooshy thing. It's because you're going so fast. The game's fucking awful. It's uh, it's certainly something. Uh, it's not set in the. Arkham Knight continuity it can't be it doesn't fit there's too no, much stuff is. in there no there's too much there's a whole bunch of stuff that like objectively sets it outside oh wait no that one's not the one that fits no. in the Arkham Knight trilogy it's the other one Suicide Squad's yeah, supposed to be which there, isn't isn't working which hasn't and come out do you remember do you remember do you remember when they had such a good preview of that game they delayed it indefinitely <laughs> yeah I do I was mentioning that someone the other day like they, they had King Shark running around with a gun King Shark with a gun well they had everyone running around with a gun Captain That's Boomerang was using a gun if only Captain Boomerang had, had long distance weapons, weapons. Uh, fucking fucking what is up with that they were just they, they were just, just I reckon that's going to come out and be completely different I think yeah. it's going to go straight back to drawing board yeah yeah well they've done that with the new Daredevil series as well haven't they yeah good um, so my next review... Back to formula. My next review, I was going to talk about... Oh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Chef's Kiss for Green Goblin. Um, I was going to talk about an Amdram um, production of in, Little Shop of Horrors. He was in Boondock Saints with um, <laughs> with Daryl Dixon. Will you shut up about that dog shit show? What was his name? Daryl Dixon? Daryl yeah. Dixon. What's yeah. the name of the actor? Um, in Blade 2? Yeah, him. in Blade 2? Yeah. Yeah? What's yeah, his him. name? What's his name? Uh, if I guess, <laughs> gives a shit. It's Daryl. <laughs> it's him from. He's in Death Stranding. Yeah, Daryl from Death Stranding. Because <laughs> he was um, an actor that Hideo Kojima could afford. No, they're friends. They're best friends. He's they're got friends. some weird friends. Um, so I was going to review an Amdram um show of Little Shop Horrors. I went okay, to yesterday. Let's do that. But I'm not going to because it feels weird to review Amdram because there's always limitations first and budget and stuff. Yeah, you were. There's always limitations in budget and stuff. And I think that, although it was a really nice production, it was in Guildford. If anyone's in that area, then, I mean, I don't know if it's done, but it was really fun. Um, also, did you know the stage play ends with the director's cut ending? Yeah, that's, that's how... I didn't know that, that. I thought it was the happy ending on the no, stage No, it's not the director's cut ending. That is the ending the stage play had. That's the ending had. of the stage play, yeah. yeah. But they, obviously, they don't have, like, all the plants destroying New York, which is incredible. Yeah. Don't feed the plants. Um... But instead, I'm going to review VHS 85, the newest in the VHS series. I think this has become, this has become a yearly anthology film now. So they're doing it like every Halloween. And the next one's sci-fi themed, so I don't know what the... Ah, what I the shouldn't bother. Um, but this is VHS 85, 1985, just in time for Halloween. We've got a horror anthology. Was that that shit you were watching the other night? The Saw parody thing. Oh, no, that was that was Scare Package 2. Oh, shit. Yeah, don't watch that. That's not good. No. Um, but um, but VHS 1985, actually a nice little nice little anthology. It's um, pretty good for these for these films. It's uh, five stories. One of them's directed by Scott Derrickson, who I think you'll know, Anne. Oh, the director of Doctor Strange? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, he put such a a, a print imprint of his directing yeah, style, his style. On that film. Yeah, isn't it funny that everybody was like, "Oh, Marvel will destroy any um, 
any like notes of a director's style when they come on board. And Sam Raimi's like, oh, I'm going to do eye shit. I'm going to do eye shit and I'm going to do oogly booglies. And like people are like, nah, it will never look like Sam Raimi. And it's like, oh yeah, Sam Raimi just made Evil Dead Doctor Strange. That should be. Um, anyway, sorry. So yeah, so um, VHS 1985, five stories. I'm just going to quickly rattle them off so people know what they are. Uh, first one is all about a, uh, a creature that this guy discovers and he's recording the transformations of this creature over time and they're trying to get it to communicate with them and the way they're trying to communicate uh, with it is through videos they're showing it so it's like TV shows like Alf and shit like that it's all set in 1985 um, and they're basically they're showing it the stuff and they start to get hints that it's um, it's learning to communicate but also it can see beyond just the confines of the cell they've got it locked up in so no. it starts copying people behind the two way mirror no. so it can see them um, and that one ends with like big oogly boogly fun we've got second one it's a bunch of kids going to a going to a, uh, a camp they're going to go camp by a lake and they are all on a boat and suddenly they're attacked by someone with a sniper rifle who starts taking is it that boat out. that sailed from Camp Crystal Lake to Manhattan yeah <laughs> so they all start getting shot in this little speedboat mm. they all get shot to the point where they should be dead and they come back to life <laughs> What's happening? Zombies they're not can't. zombies because oh. they're still able to think and operate the boat and act normally. Mm. So they so they then plot their revenge against the person that attacked them. So uh, the third segment is a found footage um, survival movie. Some people are filming a news program in Guatemala, and suddenly there's an earthquake. They get trapped, and it's the cameraman is basically recording their attempts to escape. So they're just like, "We're going here. We're going there." Um, it cleverly lets you know that he's holding the camera and using the camera because there is a torch. There's quite a strong torch, and there's like no light where they're going. And the survival crew are essentially using that as a tool as they make their way out. Of the Is it T.J. Miller? Yeah, yeah it's T.J. Miller. It's famous mm-hmm. arsehole teenage. Yeah, T.J. Cloverfield because he's the someone who is such an arsehole. Ryan Reynolds stopped working with him. Takes a lot for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I remember from Cloverfield. Who was the the lass in that? Who's in a bunch of stuff now? Oh, um, she's very. Attractive. She explodes. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, she explodes. behind a curtain. She was she was dating Matthew Perry for a while. No, oh, she was Matthew also Perry's in Subject Twenty Nine from that Marvel side story. She was in Party Down. What is her name? Um, Lady. Yeah, no. What is her name? IMDb stops working if I try to search for more than one thing. Oh, um, <laughs> just uh, the just fourth. Off the fourth section. The fourth segment is a. Like a, well, a pre-VR like visual art piece in which a person like puts on this very rudimentary version of VR, almost like you'd see you'd see the old you remember the old vector graphics ones? Yeah, I've used dactyl, them. Dactyl wars and shit like that. Dactyl fight. What was the name of it? Where you had the gun and you were shooting the terror. I remember the, there was a game where you were like a knight in a little maze and you battled other people. It was like four players could like hack and slash each yeah. other. It's it basically they it's did like, it on Games Master. It's like one of those, and she um, she goes into this virtual world, and it's just like an art program. So it's just yeah. like drifting, and there's like vector like vector in graphics, lawnmower man, a bit like lawnmower mm. man, and she's just basically it's like a very very. This is like where it's like tech from the future is like sort of gone mm. back, so it's like very science fictiony. But they've got like a TV screen that's showing what she's doing in the virtual world, like streaming it. And this thing appears and it starts attacking her in the virtual world and it like uh, starts showing on her body. Yeah. 
So she starts like she starts like floating up and her leg breaks and stuff oh. and like the the VR stocking she's wearing comes down and she's like missing most of the skin on her face and then like a fantastic yeah, reveal. The stocking comes down on she's her wearing, leg. She's like a body stocking. On her leg. Yeah. The stocking comes down on her leg. She's like wearing a body stocking and it mm. opens, it rips and it falls on her leg. down. And then she's missing the skin on her face. On her leg. You said face. Oh no, I was about to say something about her face. Sorry, full stop. What's wrong with her face? So she takes the helmet off at the end of the part right. and she's been completely torn to pieces. It's just her brain and her eyes just sitting there like... And it's, it's That's a what nice happen if you stare at TV That's what happens that if you take the helmet off and you're not logged out. Yeah. That's what happens in VR now, Anne. You've tried the helmet. That's why you've got no Why skull. do they make VR helmets white? All the oculuses and stuff. Why are they white? Mine's black. Whenever people bring them in, they're... It's only white since... They're brown. It's only white since Facebook took over. Freaking... Because they're white people. But they they look all brown and scummy yeah, it's now. because they're white people. Because they get covered in people's sweat and yeah, grease. Because they're white people, Anne. It's some straight up white people shit. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't use VR. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Did you not see him do the leg thing? He was like, now we've got legs. In VR, do you not remember? Wow, breakthrough. Yeah. <laughs> fucking geez. Like, he treats VR, like, every shit VR thing he does, he treats it as, like, this incredible thing, but VR chat has full-on, like, fully anthropomorphic, like, a- like anthropomorphic I've seen people selling Carmen Rider henshin animation, so you can go from one avatar to a Carmen Rider yeah, avatar, yeah. and it does the full animation. In VR chat so, and stuff. And fucking perverts on there. Yeah, they, they're... They're going to bring perverts. perverts to Facebook. There's... They're gonna bring perverts. yeah. They bring perverts to Facebook. They're gonna like bring... my uncle, because he was. I think he was sending naughty pictures to a woman on the internet because she she replied to one of his posts with with his nude pictures he had sent her. And no one's noticed it in the family. No one's picked up on it. I had to notice it. Of course you did, Aunt. I was just scrolling. I was like, "What? No." Aunt, what are we doing? What's going on? Anyway. And then there's a fifth segment, oh, sweet. which is the stop. Was the VR one. It's the Scott Derrickson one. No, that was the fourth one. Hmm. Scott Derrickson, and it's his one is probably the most interesting one. Freddie Rodriguez plays a police detective. You remember him from Planet Terror? He was the short guy. The I remember Mexican him from the Six Feet Under. He was also in Six Feet Under. He was uh, Thingy's lover, wasn't he? Michael C. Hall. No, he was the assistant who worked in the, oh, um, the yeah. mortuary. Um, the one who was like really good at the yeah. reconstructing people's faces and stuff. Yeah, he um, he plays a detective who's hunting a killer whose crimes are being are being recorded on VHS tapes somehow before they happen, <laughs> and, uh, and it's really interesting. It's got those instant movies. Got those instant movies. Yeah, you know, like in Spaceballs. Yeah, it's got those. What's like happening? This is now, so we'll go back to them. We can't go back. Where not? Because we passed it. When? Just now. When will them be now? Soon. Anyway. VHS in 1985 is very interesting. I enjoyed it a lot. I love anthology horror movies. I've watched so many of them at this point, and this was one of the better ones. Um, my favourite segment was The Boat with the undead teenagers. That was very interesting, and it ties into another another segment involving a cult. So it's just like one story altogether. And, uh, and yeah, it's like a... I'll, I'll spoil that one a little bit. So it turns out the lake is something inside of it that makes people immortal. Mm. But, like, they don't heal from the... Mm. So, like, a woman gets her jaw shut off mm. and, like, a guy gets his finger shot off and a bullet through the brain. And in, like, a really creepy little, like, hint at what what can happen to people that are affected by this water, at the beginning, when they arrive 
at the actual lake. The guy's video recording around. He's like, oh, look, I'm exploring. I'm having a great time. And he finds like an almost completely bisected fucking squirrel on the ground. Mm-hmm. And he's poking it with a stick on the camera. And this girl comes over and she goes, oh, what are you doing? And like it hints at this girl being like a creepy serial killer, almost like a Friday the 13th vibe. And he's like, oh, I found this dead squirrel. Do you want to see it? And he turns the camera back and it's gone. Oh. And you just think to yourself, oh, that poor bis- bisected animal is just fucking wandering around constantly. I saw a video earlier where a kid tries to pick up a squirrel and it just goes fucking nuts <laughs> on his leg. Kills him. <laughs> oh, I fucking love it when they do that. You don't understand, kids. you got to have magic powers to talk to animals and interact with animals. You don't have them because you're a fucking dumb kid. I do like it sometimes when I watch people get near the geese around the lake and I just stop. I'm walking, I see. They're walking towards the geese. They think they're going to be able to get a photo really close to a goose. I hand feed like, those geese. Yeah, they, but you walk near and you ain't got food. They ain't going to be fucking... No, they're they're going to bite they're, you. They'll bite you. No, they don't bite me. They're really no, friendly fucking geese. Me. If you, you've got food. No, like, not always. Sometimes you're going to say hi to them. You can't get near them. Yeah, you can. The geese will kill you. The geese no, they will fuck really you friendly up. near our river. No. Near our, our pond. I feed the swans as well. I hand feed the swans. Oh, you biscuits. feed the crows. You sometimes feed the sparrows too. Does it give you an enormous sense of well-being? Yeah. Park life. I like hanging out with animals. <laughs> so it's it's a little hint of my, of my incredible... Like, although I am I am a well of infinite anger, I really like feeding Dr. birds. Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> he talks to the animals. Now say bollocks. <laughs> I, think, I, I think the people assume that this is like... This is just me being a weirdo. But I took Liv to go hand feed the geese. And she was like, I've never hand fed a goose before. And I was like, it's really easy. You just give them a bit of bread. And they were just sitting around us, like, completely peaceful. Don't just give them bread. You can. Give them peas. No, you give them, you give them seeded. Go to Waitrose, pick up some peas. You seeded bread, mate. They love it. Or digestive biscuits. They can have digestive biscuits in short. Digested biscuits. Digested biscuits. So the biscuits, biscuits you've already eaten. <laughs> like, vomit just... them down there. <laughs> Um, VHS 1985. They like hot really, dogs. Really fun. And <laughs> stop getting your Linda dick out. Linda Stop getting your Linda dick out. Linda McCartney's mozzarella burgers. So, um, yeah, VHS I heard 1985. They like flumps cupcakes. Um, it's really fun. It's like a good time. Um, probably a decent, <laughs> decent film to watch around Halloween. Um, and yeah, that that. Oh yeah, sorry. So um, the kids around the river, the ones that end up being immortal. Um, they do end up getting revenge against the people. There's like a really nice tie-in. But if those other people on the boat, aren't they? Yeah. So the other people on the boat, so they'd be immortal too, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. But they basically That's they pointless. they That's don't want to they don't want to kill the person that that did that to them. They want to sh- give them a taste of their medicine. Medicine. They want to get revenge on them. Mm. So they fill a water pistol with the water and they give it to a kid, and they go go shoot that lady with the water pistol, and it cuts to another segment later on where you see the kid like spray the woman and she goes I got it from the people in the RV and she goes what RV and you see the the van from the earlier sex and drive off and she's like look go back go go stop it give me that and she goes and throws it away and then later on it turns out she's part of like a doomsday cult yeah. where like to earn your stripes almost you have to like kill people and then you you get like Valhalla in the afterlife oh sweet so they all want to die. Well, it's not how you get to Valhalla, but you know. Yeah, you die in battle. Yeah. And so the police kick in their doors and they shoot everyone. And this girl's shot to shit. And then she like, she wakes up and she's like, oh, oh no. And then she shoots herself in the head. And she's like, and she's like, oh! <laughs> and then she's back up again. It's just like, oh yeah, no, she is, she is Swiss cheese. I'm going to give everyone the hot tip for this Halloween's big What's horror that? movie. What? Uh, totally Killer is the film. Did you watch that? I haven't seen it, but. Liv watched it, so it was quite good. Yeah. 
I, I saw the first part. I fell asleep. So the first part, it reminded me of the Lost Girls. So no, the final girls. So I should live that, and that's a really good film. I really like and that. The hot tip for this summer is going to be Exorcist. Believers. It's <laughs> where Justin Bieber's <laughs> fan gets me possessed. Review that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Mark Commode's review of that? No. He because he's massively big on. The yeah, Exorcist. he did the the documentary about yeah. friggin' he The Exorcist, the one that they include on the DVDs with oh, it. Oh god, it's so fucking funny. He's just he is just like, what what even is this? Fucking horseshit, that's what it is. Um, David Gordon Green, somehow director of Pineapple Express, keeps getting horror movie gigs. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I've seen Halloween Ends. 400 million. Halloween Ends, this is this is the thing. Halloween 2018 and Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends is what I expect a Halloween knockoff where they've got the license to be. Is like a pale imitation of a Michael Myers, like murder murder fest, but then at the end it's like it like all wraps up, and I was like, this is perfect. This is just what you want, because it does have like incredible hyper violence, and it's very interesting, but like just Halloween Kills was fucking terrible, terrible. just fucking terrible. I was really nice to that. I was like, maybe the ending will wrap this up, and it doesn't. You don't need that middle film. I saw someone say, why isn't the lad who's all Michael Myers obsessed like the boyfriend from the first one? Like, if there was a through line from all the films and that kid was one of the guys who'd been through the thing and he had been yeah. through the trauma, but it's, it's just some random, random guy. Yeah, it is, yeah. Does Evil die tonight? No. Oh. Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Okay. It's Sunday today. Evil dies tonight. Evil, Evil dies, dies in two tonight. days. Evil dies tonight. We chased a mentally handicapped person out of a window and he yeah. fucking splattered on the floor and he died. But that's Michael Myers' fault. I like the fact that that didn't deter them. No. Just, they just kept going. They were like, oh, shit. Well, oh. Evil dies tonight, though. Yeah, oh. Evil dies tonight. So I'm going to give, uh, I'm gonna give uh, VHS 1985. I, I'm going to be... I mean, nice. I'm going to give it a Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, I like it. I'm going to give it Norman Reedus. Give it a Norman Reedus. You remembered his name? Hey. Scud from Blade 2. <laughs> Scud. Scud. His name was Scud in Blade 2. That's not a name. Yeah, it was. That's a freaking yeah, mode of Scott, transportation. Uh, Blade found me in a tent with a couple of groupies and they were doing a number on my chest and he managed to save me. I've been working for him ever since. No, because he's a... He's a he's ter- he was evil. He was working for the bad guys. Wasn't he? He set up Chris Christopherson. What's up? What you don't know, Blade, is that's a dud. I I didn't I didn't put any explosives in it. So I knew you were from from day one. Wait, what? <laughs> just explodes. Ron Perlman. Just, uh, I met Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah. You know, you. Know. I love the music in Blade Two. Blade Two has a great soundtrack. Anyway, Ant, your review. Futopi. Futopia. Futopi. So Futopi is it's an anime. Yeah. It's a sequel series to Carmen Rider Double. It's really good. It's really freaking good. I thought you were going to review something other than Kamen Rider Apparel. No. Fuck you. Are you not going to like review like your analog pocket or no, something? No, I need to play a bit more. Are you not going to review like something recent that you watched? Futo PI came out in the last year. It's still recent. Shut no, but like, like, are you not going to review anything? And I want a season it? two. Okay. So Kamen Rider Double is my favourite Kamen Rider series. Cool. Right? Yeah. Kamen Rider Double owes Forza. Amazing series. And after the show ended, a couple of years later, they started an, a manga comic, 
Like there was like a sequel series set after the events of the show, after the last film that came out or whatever it was. And it's like the continuing detective investigations of Shotaro and Philip, mm-hmm. who are both Carmen Rider double. They like, you know, Shotaro does the henshin, Philip's mind goes into him. Yeah. They work together as a team. Because together they're the two-in-one detective, two-in-one Carmen Rider. That's the whole gimmick of the show, double. Um, this show's like, it's it's got a detective format. It's more of a detective show than it is a Carmen Rider show. He does Carmen Rider, he does henshin. But it's like he doesn't turn into Carmen Ride till like the end of episode two. Like it's that's the way the show goes. It's more about the detective mystery that they're going on. So they'll have like the first one they come across this girl, there's like a rumours going around that there's this witch who's travelling around at night and she's stealing stuff from people and disappears into nowhere. And they're like, This is a bit weird, we'll investigate this. Um, but mostly they get dragged into it because the guy who uh, wants them to go after it is kind of decided he loves the girl and he wants to. <laughs> he's he's obsessed with her, but that's because she's super hot. Mm. Um, How hot is she? Very hot, and she's she's a bit sexy. Out of ten, super ten, like proper sexy. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, you sort of something's going on with her that she's but she's discovered she's able to pass into a world called Shadow Futo. Futo is the name of the town, the city. You set him, which is sort of like the Windy City. It's got a thing about windmills in there. There's a whole thing in the Holland. show. Yeah, like that, but Japan. Um, and she can travel to the Shadow World. In the Shadow World, there's monsters and stuff, and she doesn't want to go back there. There's some reason that she thinks in her head she's supposed to be there, but she doesn't want to be there because it's terrifying. What kind of monsters are we talking about now? The usual Carmen Rider Vampire? monsters. Big old, big old weird monsters. Oh, oogly boogly's. Based, based on things. Because in the world of Carmen Rider Double, there's these things called memories, they call them. They look like USB drives. And people use them like drugs. They plug them into themselves. It gives them superpowers, turns wait, them into wait, a monster. Wait, 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 In Carmen Rider's world... In Carmen Rider Double. There are USB memory drives. Yeah, they're called memories. But they're memory the sticks. Yeah, but this, this was in 2011. Memory sticks were still fairly new. No, they weren't, Ant. <laughs> well, was... No, they weren't. Memory sticks have been around for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, but these ones are cool. <laughs> they've got bones on them and shit. <laughs> right? So they're like, they're like promo memory sticks. Each, it's like... Each memory... Each yeah, memory... It's like a finger. Like a... the Resident Evil 7 no, Special no, Edition. it's like a memory stick where it's got a little ribcage pattern going. <laughs> it's exciting. They're cool as shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not remember the Resident Evil Special Edition? It came with a USB finger. Yeah, they ripped that off of Carmen. It's Did not a finger. Batman have someone's finger. thumb? That's not the no, it it's a, a thumb drive. It looks like a USB stick, but yeah. it's got rib cage. It's got a rib cage pattern going on. Yeah, up yeah, here. of course, yeah. That yeah. sounds really cool. It is cool. They've that got sounds fucking really each cool. memory has a theme. Yeah. So like Some in, of them are like Forza Motorsport free. Well themed. the first one in this one's called Road. <laughs> And he turns into a big monster of sirens and they like, he's eating people. It's quite violent, this one. And in the shadow world, he's building the road. Like he vomits up the road. Oh, does he? It's pretty grim. Because this is much more violent than the Carmen Rider show. People oh, get, things good. get ripped in half. and People are using promo material completely against the terms of That's the whole thing in Carmen Rider Double, because Carmen Rider Double has six of them. Yeah. He's got Heat, Metal, Luna, Trigger, Fang and Joker. Okay. Um, Cyclone Joker and there's also Fang which is a big wolf one yeah it's a special one um, but they use them to transform but all the other ones are like drugs that people use they inject them into themselves and it turns them into monsters 
Do they do they know it's going to turn them into monsters? Or is yeah, like, yeah, that's it's a whole part of the deal. So that's not like it's not like someone's like infected the drug trade no. with these. Oh, okay. No, no, they they use it because it gets like oh, it's a crazy rush. Ooh, what great cool for it. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, there's a whole secret thing going on. There's a secret society living in the Shadow Futo, and they're seeding out new memories to people to mess with the world. And it's every three episodes is one case. The original Car- in Car- Rider show it was like two episodes for each story. Yeah. So this is like they're doing three episodes. It's probably got the same amount of Carmen Rider fights as what the original two episodes would have had in the original show. Yeah. But there's more focus on the detective part of it, solving mysteries and all that. Um, none of the cast come back, which is a bit lame but it is the cast from um the carmen rider games because they don't always have the cast of the tv show because they cost too much probably mm. um but it's it's a different cast but they they nail it they all like shotaro doesn't feel like he's he's developed as a character because at the end of carmen rider double he's a lot more serious and he's kind of grown as a person he's um he's always wanted to be a hard-boiled detective and everyone keeps calling him half-boiled and it annoys him so he's trying to prove how much of a hard-boiled cool detective he is so he's a bit cooler in this series. And Philip's like, you know, still weird and aloof and trying to figure out things. His whole thing is about knowledge and he can travel to like a mind palace to solve mysteries. That's his ability. Yeah. Because he was like a crazy special magic thing. There's a whole story. It's very, very good in the show. Yeah, there's a series of him called Sherlock. No, the Sherlock ripped him off. I'm telling you, fucking straight Wait, up. When was it again? 2011? Yeah. Sherlock was like 2005. Your mum's 2005. Fucking no, they ripped it off. It's good. Got him. You bloody got him. Didn't he does you? keyword searches and goes into a library and it like pulls books out and solves mysteries, like the Matrix. Yeah, but way ahead of the time, man. Philip's cool. Like nineteen ninety nine. In in the um, live action show, there's like constantly this whole thing where you're like, Philip's a bit androgynous and maybe like not he's not sexually aware or anything. Yeah, there's something he's a bit like that. But then there's an episode in this. Where he's been jealous because the new girl, Tokume, the girl from the first episode is which she joins the crew because mm-hmm. she's a victim and they pull her in and have him become the detective's assistant. Yeah. Um, he becomes jealous of her because Shotaro's showing attention. And by the end of the episode, he discovers that two men can have a romance. Aww. And he goes, <laughs> he doesn't understand that at all. Um, um, Narumi, the girl who runs, who actually runs the detective agency. He's like, no, no, two men can totally be together. Uh, forget I said that. And then he's like, looks into it, and he comes around. And he just gets all excited that two men can be in love. And I'm like, I want to see where this goes because <laughs> because um, blatantly he's played to be super gay in the show. It's like not not in a campy horrible way, but in like a sort of like he's definitely not straight. <laughs> maybe maybe just uh, maybe just asexual. Maybe. maybe, but maybe, maybe he just wants a romance with wants a dude. To be, yeah. yeah, but um, he's always been the one of the biggest question mark in Carmen about is he? Maybe, um, without being blatantly slightly offensive, um, gay depictions that they tend to do in yeah, Japanese media. Say, yeah, Japanese media doesn't. Tell Although me. I do like Pierre Alfonso from Carmen a guy who's like incredibly camp, like Julian Clary camp. But he's also set, like six foot something tall. Why is it Julian Clary's camp? Julian Clary's gay. What? Yeah. But, Next, you're going to tell me that bloody um, I can't remember the name of Julian Clary's um, alter ego now. Julian Clary. 
No, there was uh Oh no, I'm thinking yeah, of, You're thinking Lily Savage. Li- yeah, yeah. Next you're gonna tell me Lily Savage isn't a woman. <laughs> I won't break that mystery because I know you got those posters. Look, let's face it, Lily Savage was pretty <laughs> pretty great. But like in Carmada Gaim they have Pierre <laughs> Alfonso who's like incredibly camp, super camp. But he's also former French military, six foot something tall, hardcore. Like in that show, he's the only one in the whole show who's like an actual trained ass kicker because he's like former, like secret military black ops type guy, and he's like incredibly camp, flirting with all the boys all the time, makes makes incredibly dainty cakes for a living nowadays. But um, he never has to like upgrade for the whole series. He just holds his own the whole time because he's that tough. Um, that was a good depiction of a gay guy in the show. I guess. Yeah. I just I just got kind of sad that I realised that we're never going to get like a blankety blank reunion with Lily Savage again. No, that's kind they of sad. Played, didn't they have someone else presenting blankety yeah, blank? Yeah, it was shit. Seven. It was shit. Um, Lily Savage was always the best host of blankety blank because there was filthy jokes and also really uncomfortable celebrities, and that's what you need. Yeah. Do you remember that they had um, Ilsa Fisher on it? Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher on it. But yeah, she's all right. I like her. Yeah. She's very funny when she's put in a corner, like especially when she's got a natural Australian accent. She's trying. To... Well, she is like comedian is like her. I know. She's she, she writes stuff. She writes comedy films she and stuff. She was in a film with. Uh, she was in a series with Josh Gad yeah. about her being. Yeah, like, Futo Pi. It's really yeah. good. Um, the, the they they do all this stuff where like all the music's new in it, right? Mm. And in the third episode, there's a big old bike chase, and it plays the theme song from the original show, like the main theme, WBX. No, not that. WBX, we, um, something in the city, Karma's cool. But friggin' that moment, I was just like, fucking fuck, yeah. And like Aww. the animations and stuff they do for the tra- transformations, it's like they, they just take the shots from the show, add a little bit of anime flair to it. Yeah. Like the way the suit attaches onto him they use the full animation because in the show there's like a couple of times where you see like all these little hexagons building the suit up yeah. and they do the full thing showing it all attach on and things moving and it's got a little extra detail to it because they got the budget to make it look nicer a yeah. little bit this is really well animated it's not like a cheap animation this is like they spent money on this cool. um, when they when they get to the episode where he has the Carmen Rider double extreme mode you know that thing I've got there the little green white yeah, thing yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that one? You twist it. Yeah, when he does that, and it's the full friggin' the eagle thing comes in, and Philip Philip's body digitizes into it, and it goes and opens up. It's got the lights blowing everywhere. They pulls the chest apart, so the silver glowing bit in the middle comes out. When's Shin Ultraman out? Lord knows. For some reason, we're not getting it in the UK. No, it's on Blu-ray everywhere in the world. I think it's already out on Blu-ray everywhere. It's on Amazon Prime everywhere except for here. When's Godzilla? Zero, what, Godzilla Minus One? Yeah. It's out in December in America. We're probably not going to get it. Because remember, it took a year and a half for them to release Shin Godzilla here. Yeah. I had to pirate it. I can get Shin Ultraman if I want to. I, I might pirate Shin Ultraman. But um, the Blu-rays they've released in America have really, really bad subtitles. Like, like they've left like HTML code in the, like, the, the text. Oh, shit. It's fucking like, random symbols appearing. There's someone who's fixed that online, though. Yeah, there's fan translations, though. Yeah, but anyway, Futo PI is really good and it doesn't have a proper finale they've only done 12 episodes the manga's been going for years and they've done about 40 some odd chapters in the, man- in the manga and this covers up to like the first 20 or something like that so it's like it's a bit of a shame they haven't done more they haven't announced the second series it finished literally a year ago this week so it would be nice if they did carry on because it is 
like fantastic and it shows Carmen Rider would make a really good anime in general because it, it freaking nails it the action sequences are so well done and the little characterizations everything's spot on on it it's definitely made by people who are obsessed with Carmen Rider because like they like they didn't try to reinvent it they didn't try to like reinvent the look of the show they try to go for the look the show has right down to the locations they use for the background paintings or locations they use for Carmen Rider like all the time you recognize a whole bunch of them but um proper good stuff and it's on crunchyroll that's weird okay what what have you got aids no um shin ultraman there's literally no no uk release at all yeah we never get a tokusatsu here it's like there's a friggin shield around the country that stops us it's a miracle we had shin carmen rider that's really weird because we get the carmen rider stuff amazon produces on amazon prime because it's their production no, I, thought that, I thought they would be picked up by Amazon, but it's not. It's on Amazon in the rest of the world. Yeah. Just not here. Like, friggin', it's annoying. I don't want to watch it, but I can't be asked to download it. I just want to watch a proper copy. It I want a Blu-ray had, of it. Like, even got, like, a cinema release in Amsterdam. Yeah. It's, it's out on Blu-ray in Australia. Like, in a friggin' Australia. <laughs> the place where Disney won't release Blu-rays anymore. That's so fucking weird. Hmm. I do not like that because it seems really cool. It's like no, I've heard it's great. Yeah, um, I need to watch Shinkaran Rider again. That was fucking awesome. That was rad as shit. I wasn't as big a fan of Shinkaran Rider as I was of Shin Godzilla, but no, but should Shin... I get hard on it? I can get it for twelve quid <laughs> on Blu-ray, English subs. Yeah, but it's the American release. The subs no, are terrible. The, it's the Japanese release as English subs. No, yeah, mm, probably dodgy. Manufactured China boxed. Oh. Uh, yeah, it'd be Hong Kong subs, man. Oh, okay. Hong Kong subs are not... You not don't want good. Hong Kong subs. No, okay. They are like the most basic, poorly translated. You actually have to fucking... have to get a chip version. Yeah, anyway, it's your freaking review. Sorry. My final review is Saw X. It's pretty good. The end. Oh, sweet. No, uh, Saw X, Saw 10. It's the return of Jigsaw to the, to the Saw series. Saw Twitter. Yeah. Um, this one was set between Saw 2 and 3. Oh, no, sorry, we saw 1 and 2, which is how we got John Kramer back, because he died famously in Saw 3, despite turning up for the other six movies. He's, um, he's in all of them. Yeah, he is. Except for Spiral. Isn't he? From the Book of Saw. Do they not even... No, it's a different puppet, it's a different voice. Oh, I haven't watched that one. Um, so, yeah, so in this one, um, John Kramer, he, uh, he has cancer, he's looking for a miracle cure. Someone approached him and they say, hey... Guess what? We can. He's had cancer for fucking we can seven cure million your, years. He's, he's told we can cure your cancer, and he's like, "Okay, no, I don't have it." Uh, he's like, "Okay, all right, okay, guys, cure my cancer." And he gives them a load of money, and they go, "We've cured it." He goes back to the US because they're doing this in Mexico because the US they won't let him do it. Oh, that's his yeah. first mistake because he never watched that episode of Venture Brothers. No, he didn't. Um, <laughs> he doesn't meet a chupacabra. <laughs> he doesn't get his kidneys taken out and walk around with yeah. a freaking diabetes. Do <laughs> Dean, I need one of your kidneys. Yeah. That's why I bred them. <laughs> I can't believe we solved the mystery. Yay, go team venture. And I can't believe I got two brand new kidneys. I'm just hugging them and squeezing them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, John Kramer, yeah, he gets fri- he gets basically ripped off for like a lot of money. Um, and because of the time he spent, you know, prepping for this treatment with these people, he sort of found himself in a position where he can no longer seek any other... Because he already had a very bad diagnosis, but there was like a chance... Yeah, but he's maybe. loaded. 
Yeah, he is loaded. Of course, but he's loaded. He like, couldn't. He had a very this, like he had very machines. slim chances of surviving this, but because he could have potentially still sought out alternative medication, there was a chance he might have survived. But no, they fucked him, so he's going to die. And uh, he's decided he's going to play a game. All the people responsible at this Mexican fake clinic that stole all his money. Oh, so it's like Rambo 4. It's like Rambo 4. No, 5. Rambo 5. Yeah. Too many Rambo. The racist one. Yeah. No. <laughs> Oddly enough, most of the people that work in this clinic aren't from Mexico. Oh, okay. So it's like mostly they're just operating there because they can rip people off. Yeah. Because um, in Rambo 5, it was all just like... Very xenophobic. The moment he crossed that border. He was in drug dealer land. Mm, yeah. Um... So yeah, so it's it's um, it's hard really to root for anyone but John Kramer in this film because they're all ripping off. They ripped off multiple people with cancer who are dying. I mean, the best of the previous Saw films was Saw Six, the one where it's like he goes after the health insurance guy who. Oh, there's like there's that's like, like the best one. No, I think I think the I think, Saw I think, the Saw films became really fun when they started making them just big escape rooms with multiple people. Mm. That's when they got really good. But it should be like. The best ones are the ones where there's a real reason why he's gone for them, not when yeah. it's just random, random fucking people. So there's a bit of that in this. In the beginning, he's he's at his like cancer doctor, and the cancer doctor's like a real bad diagnosis, and he's like, just you know, get yourself dressed and like sp- spend the last few months you have with like loved ones. And he's leaving the hospital. And as he's leaving the hospital, he sees a guy. He sees a guy go to pocket this dying guy's watch and wallet, and the guy catches John Kramer seeing him. For like a brief second, and then John imagines putting and him in carry a machine. No, he imagines oh. putting him in a machine where it's two industrial hoovers attached to his eye sockets, and he's gotta like basically chop off his fingers with this machine, or the hoovers are gonna suck his eyeballs out of his skull. Alright. And uh Just close your eyes. Yeah, you'd think you'd think that'd be fine, right? He can't. No, he's not strong very, enough. He would. He's not very good. Um, but then he doesn't steal the watch and wallet. So John Crumb's like, "It's a good thing you didn't steal that because I was going to kill you." With a really <laughs> good thing you didn't steal that because otherwise I'd put you in a machine <laughs> where some vacuum cleaners would suck <laughs> your eyeballs. Out. I want a film in which John Crumb is just going up to people and going, "Like you don't know how close you came to losing your eyeballs, oh son." You would have got sword. It's, it's just like people being so confused. This whole match. Is Stop going, it! You'll be jigsawed. It's like, oh shit! It's the jigsaw. It's like he goes to get a coffee. And as he's getting his coffee, like someone someone sneaks in and they try and steal a coffee for John. And he sees him reaching for it. And he just imagines putting them in like a machine where boiling water is dripped on their face. And they like go, they go, oh, I'm not going to steal. He's just thinking about John. it a lot. Yeah, he just like constantly going like, oh, I'd love to put them in a trap. I should do one of the Saw films where it builds up to the end and he comes up to make his big reveal. <coughs> like, you know, the first one he gets yeah. off the floor. Something like that. He's, he's going to reveal to everyone, hey, I'm the mastermind behind this. Yeah. And then like Batman and Robin burst through the window and they punch him. He goes, whack, bam. Pow! I like nineteen sixties. Yeah, I don't know if they'd be hitting him in this in this one because although he's <laughs> they like, would they would fucking no he's Professor Pig with a fucking know, toy. But, set. but like he's he's so the woman that he's facing off against the rich white English lady that's running or South African lady that's running the running the fake cancer clinic. Yeah, she is very fiendish. Batman would punch them as well. She's very fiendish <laughs> in a very fun way. Like every time that he like makes, so it, it turns out John he's... Kramer may be a villain, okay. but at least he didn't sell fake cancer cures to yeah. to poor people. Oh my god! 
I'm just They're remember- the real monsters. I'm just remembering. You've watched Harley Quinn, right? The animated series. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's like a there's like a shootout in like a villain's lair, and she's throwing all this shit at this guy, and then she pulls up a random gun and fires it at him, and he goes, "Oh, what was that? It feels like something happened, but but I don't really. I'm not dead or anything." And she looks at the sun. She goes, "Oh my god, it's a cancer gun." <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes. Oh, oh my god, you gave me cancer, Harley Quinn. It's just like, I didn't know, I just picked up a random gun. It's like, I'm go see my kids. It's like, that. It's, like and it's just like, she's just like, why would that be here? Why would anyone even have this? It's just, it's just what villain's lair, was it? It's just like a random, I think it's like the League of Villains, like their storage oh, room. Well, I suppose they'd have a cancer gun. They probably have that's, a cancer gun. That sounds like a Lex Luthor thing yeah, to does, do, yeah. really, to be honest. Just like firing at people's balls under he the would, table. He would like give someone cancer and say, oh, Superman's giving off radiation. No, he'd be, he'd be in like a boardroom meeting. He'd a copy of The Watchmen. No, he'd be in the boardroom meeting with someone. He'd be like, he'd be like, Stuart, that was a very clever idea. I'm very proud of you. And he'd just be firing the cancer gun at Stuart's balls under the table. Stuart, you're going to go fire at this company. Oh, and Stuart, before I leave, just don't forget to check your balls. Yeah, your Stuart, before, before... I'm very concerned. Yeah, Stuart, Stuart, before you leave, please, can you check... Can you can you not smoke in this room? Because there's a lot of smoke coming up from your, from your journey. He gets up and the rubber's all melted. It's all just fucked around where his legs have been. Because I've got my balls real massive. It looks like it was like, very good meeting, gentlemen. Because <laughs> it puts the gun in his pocket. It just instantly catches fire in his pulling the trigger. It turned out he was actually firing his irony gun. And then <laughs> Lex Luthor gets it's cancer. Just, it's just it's ironic. His, his assistant's removed think? his cancer gun. And he's just got a lighter that does a little fire. Does a little flame. No, it's a little toy gun. Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wee, 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 wee. Given half the board cancer, Lex, we had to stop you. We're not going to get second round funding if you keep killing off your board. <laughs> Give me back my cancer gun, Sandra. You can have it back at the end of the Fine, day. I'll go on Dragon's Den. Because <laughs> this gun that gives everyone cancer. Cancer gun. <laughs> the US is having a healthcare crisis, so I decided to give everyone cancer to increase the amount people are spending on medical no, spills. Of course. <laughs> We've saved the economy, but doomed the entire population. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, so Sorax, yeah. So uh, she's real fiendish. She like uh, she thinks she's coming up with clever little ways to get out of the traps, but uh, but they're all little traps of their own. Oh, you're sitting there, you're messing with uh, drink It's giving a false hope. So I just want to go through some of the traps. Is there a bit where someone figures out the thing and then he goes, and it shows us all the obvious fucking shit There's, that we know okay, so, <laughs> we freaking got it mate so one of the things I really liked about the end of this film uh, I'm going to spoil a couple of bits because it's a sort uh, movie uh, and you know that it's a prequel but there's a big plot twist there's not there's not but there's oh, like a little kid wait John is jigsaw there's <laughs> shut Shorty the Smith's up. in it <laughs> yeah, she is yeah. oh so's uh, so's uh, oh what's his name Harry Always no Who's the other Costas Mandalore? Yes, he's back. Yeah, he's fucking. Anyway, there's like a there's like a nice little thing. There is like one human moment for John where he's like helping a kid fix his bike because he's just got a new lease on life after the fake cancer treatment. He's like he's like I don't have cancer anymore. Maybe I don't have to put people in traps. It's like I'll help you fix your bike, young man. And he fixes the bike and the little sees a like, kid like. And setting then, fire to no, a doll and then, later and then he starts imagining on, what trap he put her the in the kid's like senior jigsaw senior jigsaw I come here to practice my football and he's like you're doing so good Carlos and like oh, what he, if the ball had an explosive <laughs> in it 
Carlos, can you kick the ball? It doesn't like you're reaching your full potential. But could you, if I put your mother's life on the line? (laughs) No, so the kid turns up to do a little bit of football practice, and the evil woman's like. Ah, look, John. Looks like we've got a special guest, and he's like, he's like, no, I, I created this blood waterboarding trap for me and Shawnee Smith, and they just put a kid in a waterboarding trap where it's basically they both have handles, and if they time it right, they can both come up for air. But if they're selfish and they just focus on keeping their handle pressed down, one of them will die. Oh, so they like they use teamwork to get out. Of this, but they still waterboard a kid with blood. They should do um, a Saw film where they just like, you get some guy and he just like fucking clears every single one. I really want No that. troubles whatsoever. Like one of those he just walks his rooms and he's fucking like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got this. There's a there's like a guy who gives himself oh, brain he gets, surgery. He goes after the gang from Always Sunny. There's a crossover. They well, would Frank be dead in seconds apart from Charlie. Frank did that, didn't he? Charlie would ace it. Do you remember Frank did that in Charlie McDennis too? Charlie McDennis. Boogaloo. Mm. Yeah. What was the he, escape room episode? Oh, there was the escape room episode that smashing stuff. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, a guy gives himself some brain surgery in this. And uh, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, look, here he goes. That's yeah, possible. He, he cuts his head open. Yeah. He gets the drill. Yeah. Does the, the bit of brain. Yeah. And he goes hurt. and takes the bit of brain, sorry, the skull. And he takes it and he pops it down. It's a perfect circle. And I was like, you, you would just... Be. He's just unlocked a skill. Yeah, you know, those, like, those he's doing devices, it without seeing. Yeah, it would be a perfect circle. I mean, you'd have to, eventually, whatever you cut through would have to be a pretty much a perfect circle. Well, no, because, like, you... Because you, you wouldn't get through it'd it. It'd be bean-shaped, wouldn't it? Like, mm. you're not looking at what you're doing. You can't see it. He's just what like... Is that, what are you saying about the Mexicans? What are you calling them? And Fucking racism. And There are two shapes that you can get out of a skull. What shapes are they? Circle. Circle and a bean. Fractured, crushed. <laughs> Exploded. Circle and the bean. The only two shapes you can. You can't do a triangle. You cannot do a triangle in a skull. A sc- when you smash a skull, it doesn't do triangles. It, it like does beans. Omni man. Beans or circles. You need to go back and do biology. You'll just again. crack a No, it I've, does beans and circles. Stop it. Stop being silly. Anyway, so he does a circle, perfect circle, and then gets a bit of his brain out, but he doesn't do it in time. Oh. But here's the thing. Yeah, points for effort. Yeah, because he's like, did a perfect circle. I'd be like, you know what? That's impressive. Yeah, let's just add an extra minute to the clock. There's a girl who has who has to break her wrist and her ankle to get out of a trap that's like a, a radiation ray. It's like a like a like a heat cannon, basically. Wow. And it's like burning her face, and she has to break her. And she's like, she's like, oh, I'll break my ankle first. So I was like, no, what are you fucking doing? She's got like a wrist up here. You break your wrist first. And you just run around that room like a motherfucker. Your legs, you're you're chained down by your leg. But she breaks her her ankle first, and the chain comes off, and she's like swinging, and she's like, "Oh, I got away from the from the crazy beam." The beam just comes around on a on a fucking on a thing and just faces her again. So she has to break her her wrist. But if she just broke her wrist, she wouldn't she could, to break the other arms though. No, she's using one hand to break her wrist. Yeah. She's got to break her ankle. It's just a wrist That's and an a silly ankle. Trap. It is a silly trap. Because if she just broke her wrist first, she could just have a runabout. She's got like a... What's, what's going to happen to her? She's got like... She can move around the place. She has so much more room for activities. <laughs> um, it's just... it's Like some of the some of the traps don't feel great. But like some of them are very good. Like the brain thing is, is kind of cool, but it, I just don't think it was winnable. There's a woman that... Um, 
there's a woman that has like a um, fucking saw man. Fucking no, I know. I've put you in a rusty thing and you're going to do something gross to get out of it. There's a woman who has to cut through her leg. Oh, and she, I've seen that before. Yeah, she has to cut through her leg and then she has to use a thing to extract bone marrow. So she has to like cut her leg off and then she has to jam it in the, jam it in the oh, bone. That would sting like crazy. Bone it would sting quite a bit, yeah. man. But she doesn't do it in time and there's like just a piano wire on a rig that just goes back. And it was like kind of nice to go Do you back to when like, they had the lasers in Jigsaw. Yeah, like I was going to say, work. I was going to say it's kind of quickly. It was kind of nice to go back to some of the silly, like simple <laughs> traps, like because a lot of them are just like we'll burn you to death or we'll cut your head off or like you know some shit like that. And it's just like believable the stuff. This trap should be things that don't kill you; they just leave you fucked. Like a lot of his, it's too many traps. Like winning like, them leaves you fucked. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, like, uh, there's none where you leave and you just get up and walk out. They all leave you fucked. The the main woman at the end, she has, to, she's in a trap where like she's told that oh the money's up there. She goes up there, and suddenly the doors are all locked and there's gas being released, and there's only one space where it's safe, and you have to put your head out of like this basically like a, you know that those rubber membranes. That they sometimes have for putting uh, gloves in and stuff. Yeah. She has like one of those and she just puts her head in and she can breathe. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, like. It was just like, ah, it was a game. Just let me do this freaking crazy shit to get out of this trap. And you just be like, no. What? No, not doing it. No, I don't want Fucking, to. Fucking, no. No, I ain't no, taking part of this. Too Why much effort. Playing a game. Too much effort. Um, but yeah, Constance Mandalore comes in, comes back in an after credit scene. Oh, plot twist. Well, it's not really. It's I just... hope they keep making them. I really hope they yeah, keep making Yeah, just keep giving them. him more and more things to do in the few months he had left like to live. Like I said, like I said. He was active. I was he... Make, have just... all these contractors that are building give this me, stuff for him? Give me more films where someone just slightly inconveniences John Kramer and he goes and fucking kills their entire family. Just see where he's, you know, rented another warehouse and he's just fucking... You know, got these contracts. He's wearing a hard hat and he's telling everyone where to build stuff. There's like fucking 100 people building this shit. Hey, uh, Mr. Jigsaw, and I the just detectives are a... like, where is Jigsaw? Man? If only we had a lead on where this man to, could be. I wanted be. to hire a group of like New York contractors and be like, hey, Mr. Jigsaw, uh, I'm looking at the plans here and this doesn't seem up to code. Like, you got you got a guillotine room right next to... Is this is this the only fire suppressing equipment you've got in this building? He wakes up the next day and he's got to put screwdrivers in his yeah. ears or some shit to get a freaking key out of his brain. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Mr. Mr. Contractor, you decided to overwhelm me with paperwork. Well, maybe you'll learn your lesson. There's a key inside your arm. The only way to get to it is to use this belt sander to... Uh, Mr. Jigsaw, I'm going to take part in this. I'm going to take part in this plan, but just before I do, I, you said you were going to fix those oily rags near that source of heat. Um, that's still a code violation. I hope you die. Just they don't just even try. all the traps by making them safe. <laughs> This is a very sharp. <laughs> it's just be like, yeah, I'm building Saw the Experience. It's yeah. like a live show escape room thing. Yeah, that's what it is. Tetanus. It's like, someone's brought a new warehouse down the bay. His name's Jay Igsaw. <laughs> I wonder who that could be. Ah, it's nothing. Just leave it. It was him all along. It zooms in on the paper. I want, the end. I want Jigsaw, but I want like I want all of them to just be sex offenders, so no one, no one wants them to survive. You've all committed serious sexual offences against children. Which one of you will survive my fiendish traps? It's the only software where everyone's cheering, but everyone gets butchered. 
In order to survive this track, you must perform the entire sex offender shuffle. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> Little Timmy didn't want his gym teacher in the same locker room as him, did he, Jim? If you want to escape from this trap, you must say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> you just get a YouTuber. You got his streaming it. It's on Twitch. And he's like, you got to say the N-word or we'll kill you. And he's like, no, no trouble. Yeah, he just says it's straight away. Yeah. <laughs> just like because he's a because he's Logan Paul. Fucking get out. Oh wait, when's Logan Paul going to be in one of these? Oh Never. Jesus, they're going to do that, aren't they? No, they won't. He'll be in the opening scene. Trap. No, they won't. Like when they got Chester Bennett in in one. No, because like no, they won't. I think they learned their lesson after that Scream Queens woman. Which one? There's a woman who chopped her arm off in one of them. She was the winner of a contest. Was she? Yeah. Oh. Da, 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 what did da, she do? Da, da. What did she do that made her learn a lesson? What's wrong with her? She's fine. She's probably got a very no, big her career and her, now. her and her co-worker were like very cutthroat to the point where they may have cost people their livelihoods. And they they had to they had to shed pounds. So they had to show their penance by cutting off the most Oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. And the guy was like, ah, I've got big belly. <laughs> and she's like she's like, Oh, I don't I don't have big belly, but I do have entire arm. And she's hacking her arm off. She chucks in the thing. He's like, oh, no, I can't cut my belly quick enough because I'm a big finger. <laughs> yeah, but that's the one's whole thing is that if they had just worked together from the start, they would have all got through it. I would have just taken away clothes off and put them in the fucking thing. Yeah. It weighs more than an arm. Just rip all your clothes off. The Maybe take a shit, shit in the hole. <laughs> yeah, just take a shit in the hole. Jigsaw's like, no, gross. I need to use that again later. Uh, <laughs> I have to, have to clean that. <laughs> Taking a piss in the fucking. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> that was a big reveal bit at the end again. It's just, it's Jigsaw's behind it. Oh. <laughs> when was the last time you swept in here? What does that have to do with you? <laughs> Just start picking up little rocks and shit. Oh, there's a rat in here. Oh, hold on, I'll get that. Just chuck it in the fucking weighing scales. Not a fucking psychopath. Just literally pulling bricks out the wall and throwing them. It's like, stop breaking my scales. If you don't don't play the game exactly the way I said you should, I'm going to be very annoyed. Uh, I fucking, I I had Ace Ace of Sword Trap. Anyway, yeah, Yeah, Sword 10. I'll sort it out. Cool. Sword 10. I've got knives. Sword 10. Pretty good, pretty good. It's not Tom Atkins. I'm going to give it a Kate Blanchett. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. I'll just put Legos on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it seems someone's removed all the socks from your room <laughs> and left all these sharp end bits of Lego. Your Garfield slippers are on the other side of the room, but you must cross over these Lego bricks. <laughs> no round pieces. Oh, careless. Careless roommates leave for many, many problems. And today, you'll experience one of the worst ones. I've smashed all of your glasses in the kitchen. Put your shoes on the side. Ew. Why would you put my shoes there? Um, yeah. I don't know. What are they going to do next? Um, probably Saw 11. Saw 11. Oh, like... Did they count Spiral? Spy- yeah, Spiral gets counted, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Jigsaw was eight, wasn't it? Yeah. Seven's the 3D one. Yeah. Yeah, and then Spiral, then this. Okay. Yeah. They, um, do you remember the film The Collector? PG-13 one. Do you remember the film The Collector? What? 
the collector is made after Saw and it's like a serial killer one. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, basically he goes to people's houses and he the like... bone sets, collector. No, it's just called the collector. Goes to people's houses and he sets up a bunch of traps but they're like rudimentary shit. Like it's like like fishing hooks hanging from the ceiling and stuff. That's rubbish. And like bear traps in one room and like someone's got like their bedroom whilst they were sleeping. He's put like acidic glue everywhere. You know, like, uh, it's just like, in like the cat lands on it, it looks really gross. Yeah. Um, but like, basically just shit like that. And he's like, trapped a family in the house. And if they try to skip, there's like shotguns rigged and stuff like that. And, um, and it was really good. It's like, it's, it's got, um, it's got character actor in it. Josh something something. Dumal? No. Um, but he's like, he's one of those, no, he's one of those faces that you, like, you see every so often. You're like, oh, that guy. He's in Punisher season two. He played the racist, the ex neo Nazi priest that, the Punisher fights. I did not finish watching Punisher season two. It's actually really good. Yeah, um, but um, but he's in it as the main character, and then the sequel has the guy got um, the guy who was in Oz, the one that got butt raped. Everyone got butt raped in Oz. Oh, yeah, doesn't know it now. <laughs> the one who got into a relationship with um, with Christopher Maloney. Yeah, yeah, he bites off a guy's dick. He bites off a guy's dick. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. stabs stabs. Um, yeah, he ends up becoming a Nazi, Simmons. doesn't he? Or something. No, no, he stabs J.K. Simmons, the Nazi. J.K. Um, but he plays, he plays, uh, he plays one of the characters in the sequel. And he's, it's like just good films. They're like very silly in the sequel. It just it becomes like a a whole nightclub that's turned into like a bunch of traps. But it's still fun. Like, um, when are they going to do Hellraiser versus Saw? And he puts when... him in the traps, and the Hellraiser's like, "This is fucking great, mate. <laughs> fucking <laughs> pussy. Is this all you got?" Fucking uh, bring it. Do you think do you think he'd be a Cenobite? No, they'd think he's weak as fuck. Well he has cancer. Yeah, we, do you they, think they'd be like, oh no. No. Like <laughs> Cenobites, welcome I to have my such trap. wonderful pleasures to show you. No tears, please. It is a waste of good suffering. No, it wouldn't be. He'd trap them in the reverse of what Let they me want. make a Hellraiser film out. No, they'd trap please. him in like a pink room. Like really soft, comfortable chairs. Mm. And like do you, you must sit in the waiting room for your leukemia. <laughs> they're like, ah! You must have your leukemia treatment, but the only people in the room are fucking young hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> just, just fucking Pinhead just break it down. <laughs> no! No! But they made Pinhead nice in the end, and they just forgot about that. It's fucking, they're bringing out a box set of the first four Hellraiser films, and I'm like, hey, Arrow, can you take one of them out? <laughs> yeah, why have they got four? People like the fourth one now. No one likes the fourth one. No, they do one. now. They Is think that it's the one with really... Adam Scott? It's, no, it's... Yeah, it's the one where it's got the story in the, the past, past and the future, yeah. and it's like about the creation of the Lament configuration, which I don't like the idea that someone made that. I like the idea that it just came into being at some yeah, point it just it just was a thing mm. well no they speak about it being created by someone in like previous films but you don't need to see it no like it just needs to be a box but in the newer Hellraiser film it was just like this weird thing that existed and it couldn't possibly yeah exist as a thing that people made because it like it changes shape in a way that's unnatural not possible that new Hellraiser film was great I like the new Hellraiser film and I really like the guy's nerves being shredded through that machine that just tightens constantly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking grim. Yeah, I liked I liked the new Hellraiser film. Um, also, he didn't he like come up with a way of making a room so they couldn't enter. He made like a like that was the whole thing, wasn't it? He drove them out of the place that he created. Yeah, so that's been yeah, a while since I watched that one. All right. <laughs> well, Five Nights at Freddy's out on Friday. Oh great! Fucking- <laughs> 
it's a PG thirteen, isn't it? Is it's it? 12, it's a twelve certificate for kids, isn't oh, it? For fuck's sake! I'm sure it is because it's like friggin'. I mean, it's not. It's going to be for kids to go and see, isn't it? No, because it's meant to be like the film was a. The fucking game was like what, fifteen, eighteen? Yeah, but it's Five Nights at Freddy's a kids' game, man. It's not for kids. It's not a friggin. What is the film's age range? No, oh, it's going to be a 15 certificate here. Oh, there you go. PG-13 in America. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, that's going to be a part well, of... You're not going to see it anyway. Yeah, I am. Yeah, there's nothing else. There's, there's literally been the worst couple of weeks for movies coming out. I went to go see My Big Fat Greek Wedding. That was the last one. The Marvels is out soon. Is it? It's out November, isn't it? Oh, for fuck's sake, Anne. Don't get my hopes up with that shit. Two weeks mm. away. Um, let's have a look. Exist Believers, no. <laughs> the Creator's seen it. Sorex seen it. Haunting in Venice looks interesting. Oh, oh that's Street's the new Poirot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, apparently it's really good. Yeah, I've heard it's really the good. The second one's terrible, apparently. It is yeah. fucking terrible. It's got yeah. fucking Russell Brand in it. Uh, oh, Killers of the, Fla- of the Flower Moon's out next week yeah. as well. Oh, no, sorry. Five Nights at Freddy's out the week after. Mm. I can't bloody wait. I can't bloody wait. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fucking amazing. Oh, Crossroads, the global fan event. Britney oh, Spears the... starring Crossroads. No, I think... Isn't the Taylor Swift music concert being... Crossroads, the global event, and I just read the advert. Wait, what? The Britney Spears film? Yes, the Britney Spears film. Not the... Um... Soap opera from the nineties, not the soap opera from the nineties. I'm booking my tickets sure. to see Crossroads. Yeah, Jesus. Oh no, no, it's a it's a special event cinema. I have to pay extra. I'm, mm. I'm paying for. I'm sorry, I'm paying for Odeon Unlimited. Just buy I'm... the DVD. It's one pound in pound. <laughs> watch it and then I live stream myself watching it and crying. Yeah. See you at the Crossroads, Crossroads, Crossroads. See you. So Marvels is out the tenth of November, mate. Uh, uh, yeah, 10th of November. You know, maybe it's not too late to go see Blue Beetle. I've already seen Blue Beetle. It was really good. It's fine. It's good. It's really good. Blue Beetle was fine. If anyone's thinking about seeing Blue Beetle, it's fine. It was a good enough time. Um, you done now? Yeah, I'm done. You done? Yeah, I'm waiting for you. What are you waiting for? Here you go. What are you waiting for? You are, you are, you Um... Well, is there anything coming up that you're looking forward to? Because there's two things I'm really looking forward to. Um, I need to up. get the new Disguise game when it comes. No, when I get paid. And, and, and there are two things coming out that I'm very excited for. Are you I'll probably get Spider-Man as well. There we go. But I've also got to buy presents for the kids, so for my niece and nephew. Oh my so They're showing Friday the 13th on Tuesday. Oh, no. The original. Oh. In, uh, the remake. No, not the remake. The original in yeah. the Odeon. Um, let's have a look. Is that you done? Oh, they show Christine next week. Fucking, you're just staring at your phone. All right, sorry. Yeah, see you. Don't stare at your phone when you're supposed to be doing a podcast. Say goodbye. Bye, everyone. I hope you have a great time. As always, I've been Matt. This has been Ant. You can find Ant at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter. You can also find him at Ant's Bot. Talk towards the microphone. You can also find him at Ant's Bot Collection on YouTube and on Twitter. You can find him as you can find him as Wild Will's Hat. Is that right? Yeah, on Blue Sky. On Blue Sky as well, you can find him. I'm on Blue Sky. You can find me as Crit Apocalypse everywhere. Not to be elitist. Um, and and I love you all. I hope you have a great time. Um, but if you do anyone wrong, you're going to end up in a sore trap. <laughs>
Andrew Tate should be in a sword trap in real life. Fucking, he'd fuck it up straight away. He'd yeah. manage to pull a spring that blows his head off. Oh, <laughs> that'd be lovely to watch. Andrew and Twi- Tristan Tate went to war with Ben Shapiro. And it's the first time Ben what? Shapiro's actually called Andrew Tate a rapist and a child tra- trafficker. You know, it's when he will do is yeah. he thinks it's in his best interest to... Yeah, to separate himself from what that happens group. to those guys. They always start fighting. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Well, I think that also he's realised... When that guy punched that one Nazi, we never heard from him ever again. I punched him so hard it destroyed his entire existence. His <laughs> yeah. wife divorced him after that. It's fucking hilarious. It's amazing. Richard yeah. Spencer, that's yeah. the one I was talking about. Yeah, Imagine being married. Nazi yeah, you wouldn't want to be married to the Nazi guy no. who got punched on TV. Got punched and then fucking went down. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the, do you remember the um, flat earther that punched Buzz Aldrin? And Buzz Aldrin laid him out. Yeah. That was fucking incredible. Imagine getting laid out by an 80-year-old man. Oh, God. Good. To- I love seeing Nazis and dumbasses getting punched in the face. Um, yeah, Andrew Tate's a child trafficking fucking horrible sex trafficking cunt and a rapist. Yeah. But Ben Shapiro is also a fucking... He's calling for a genocide of people now. Because, you know, it's difficult to understand complex matters of international issues. But... The way to do that is not to say you support the IDF, because the IDF, like this is the yeah, but IDF are fascists, so of course he supports them. Yeah, I guess. But like Hamas and the IDF are as reflective of the Israeli and Palestinian people as Nazis were to your average everyday German. They just aren't, right? It's a fucking horrible groups fighting horrible groups, and there are innocent people being affected. So it doesn't matter if you're Jewish or if you're Muslim. That's not that's not what matters here. What matters is there are two awful factions that are causing multiple deaths, and one of them is currently being supported by the government of the Israeli people. So the IDF need to stop having that support. Those organisations need to stop attacking civilians. Yeah, but the Israeli government like them. I know they like them. They're government-sponsored and sanctioned group. Yeah. yeah, it's just a fucking nightmare. Like, this is the problem I have is, like, people only seem to care about it now because Hamas have struck and hit innocent people. But innocent people have been dying in Palestine for for decades. Mm. Like, literally to the point where the IDF have done such horrific things that now what people are doing is saying, Hamas have done this to people and redressing stories about the IDF's brutality as uh, events that Hamas have done. And that's just not what's happening. There was a story the other day where they were saying, like, Hamas dissected a pregnant woman and paraded the baby around, the fetus around, after they killed this woman. Yeah, that sounds fucking horrendous. And anyone in their sane mind would be like, I do not support this. And of course no one supports this, because Hamas didn't do it. The IDF did it in 1996 to a Palestinian woman. Yeah, the fuck is wrong with people? What the fuck is wrong with the world? And also, that shitty little Twitter site run by that dumb fucking cunt Elon Musk has got so much fucking oh, misinformation your- about shit, it's yeah. impossibly bad. And he's a fucking pedo. The thing is, it's everyone knows. So he's many a pedo. people are leaving there, going to Blue Sky. Eventually, it's just going to be the weirdos sharing it around. With it's themselves. just going to be. It's just going to be the pedos and fucking Elon Musk, their little king, because it's just all it's become is fucking lolly avatars talking about how uh, trans people are awful. It's like fuck off. You've literally got like a fucking anime avatar of some fourteen-year-old girl dressed up ready to go hooking because you've read some comic and you've jacked off to it but lolly isn't fucking pedophilia according to you you fucking pedophile cunt oh god i've got to get off twitter mate because i've been this has oh, been i'll get an invite code eventually it's the entire it's my entire existence on twitter is having those Just don't fucking, look at it what is wrong with like Just start blocking people liberally i've been blocking everyone 
It's a lot of fun. I'm going to have no one left. I've been blocking all the advertisers. I fucking hate it. Anyway, but yeah, sorry. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have a good time. Uh, Boris Johnson still fucks kids. What's happened to him and his wife? Are they still together? I don't know. He'll move on soon. Yeah, the mistress. Again? Yeah. Uh, right. Did you not hear? There was like... What is wrong with conservative <laughs> women that they think Boris Johnson's attractive? Yeah, I don't know. Jesus They're fucking Christ. psychopaths. It looks like he's melting. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh, man, but just imagine if we got that guy who ate a sandwich a bit funny. Oh, yeah, you remember him? He couldn't eat a sandwich. Uh, Do you remember, did you see the thing at the Labour conference when someone jumped on stage and threw glitter at, at Keir Starmer? Yeah, it made him look cooler it than ever. It made him look really cool. I was like, I don't like Keir Starmer. This is a glow-up. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.